0: Hello, everybody. It's Mariner here. How are you doing? It's game week 12. We've got through this international break. Thank goodness. I think we're all well and truly done with watching England beat the pub team. and Then everybody buys all the players. You know, We'll talk about that later. But anyway, enough of that. I've got two uh, of my able shipmates joining me again, as usual. Uh, Gabe, uh, FPL Lens. In
1: Phoenix, how are you doing, man? Good morning. I'd say three quarters able at, at this point after kids and then the run around. But uh, but I'm invigorated seeing a uh, a familiar face with us here this morning, Mariner, Mr. Shaw.
0: Yes, Shom yes. is back,
1: big at the back. Right. He's yeah. Mister <laughs> Big at the back.
2: Mister Big at the back. How are you doing, my friend? That's a reputation to keep. I'm great, How are you doing? It's
1: it's by no means a reference to your to your body, Sean. My posterior, yeah. It is not. It's okay. we can live with that. <laughs> That's
0: bloody rude. is isn't that. You can't be rude to our guests.
1: No, I I'm back. trying to smooth the waters. I'm trying to make you you made some waves by calling Sean big at the back. That, that's my job to be rude. <laughs> I, I can live started, with that. It's okay. I haven't started on him
0: about Arsenal yet. Anyway, I'll, give me chance. I'll stay in my lane. I'll stay in my lane. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway, guys, right. it's lovely to see you. Um mm-hmm. and thanks for joining us, Sean. It's really appreciated. Um lovely. okay. So what we got today? Well, we're gonna do the usual stuff for the matchup show. Um, but and we must point you again, as always, at the video on demands, which are now starting to come out on the, the net, that whole uh, channel. Uh, there is this week's fixture difficulty. It's only eight minutes long. So just about get three or four beers in during that time. If you're from Grimsby, whilst you're watching it. So go grab grab a beer or two and watch that. There's also uh, the uh, evergreen content. The zonal matchups is also live now. So go and grab a grab a chunk of that and take a take a read um what else have we got to say well if you obviously do if you've not subscribed already to the channel please do hit that hit the like button hit the subscribe button hit the bell for notifications and and yeah apart from that i think it's time to get started with the show and we are going to do a philosophy of the week you have you been on since we've done a philosophy of the week sean i don't think you have no no i haven't no no. what i want you to do first of all is this is the philosophy of the week, Sean, and I'd like you to read it out because I tried to read it out earlier and I bloody well couldn't. I'm going to be wrong about five times. <laughs> you did.
2: Come on, this is going to be good.
0: Sean, this is good. This is your chance to show right. that you are better. You, you can put your teeth in rather show than, us, than sh-
1: me. Show us that, <laughs> you can sw- that you can swim in deep waters here, Sean.
2: Come on, Sean. <laughs> this is amazing. FPL philosophy of the week. Truth is found neither in the thesis nor the antithesis, but in an emergent synthesis which reconciles the two, and this is by Hegel. I'm pretty uh,
1: amazed.
2: I'm yeah. pretty amazed by this. This is too Pizza profound. Of, <laughs> <laughs> most profound thing pack i ever said
0: pack in pack pack my life. <laughs> I-, I couldn't say that earlier. So it's by George <laughs> Wilhelm Friedrich Friedrich. Hegel, 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 Hegel. Eagle. Very yeah. good.
1: Very. Sean went the easy route. He, he cut out the first three names and Hegel. he just went <laughs> Hegel. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, that's me sat on the toilet, Gabe. Now, please explain. All right. <laughs> so I, I have to say that the reading was great. There was good drama in it. I think you could do this, Sean. This is a, mm-hmm. a, a new role for you. Um mm-hmm. So, so, if we think of our our own thoughts as the thesis, right, and opposing views, like truly opposing views, views that challenge our own thinking as antithetical views, so the the antithesis, what what Hegel said, and is a German philosopher, he he talked about kind of how how our consciousness grows and how we construct knowledge through that consciousness, right? And he says, this is the way to do it is you get two opposing views, and you put them together and the synthesis that emerges from that is that's where the true wisdom lies. And that, that's where personal evolution lies. Now, mind you, that doesn't mean that you have to adopt, you know, um, oppo- an opposing view, but you do have to consider it. And in that consideration alone, we grow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mariners, uh, for, for the podcast listeners, Mariners um, desk elevates and, and, and it goes down. And right now he's stuck in the mud. Because of the philosophy. (laughs) It's
2: gone too heavy for him. It's gone too heavy for him, exactly. It's too heavy for me as well. But this is pretty, pretty profound. As as I said, this is probably the most profound thing I've ever said, even though I was just reading it out. (laughs) I've got three beers lined up just for that philosophy section.
1: Uh, You're going to need them just for this section.
0: So have, have you actually explained what it means for FPL?
1: For FP- I thought I just did, no? Oh, I, I was <laughs> I was too okay.
0: busy putting the <laughs> you, down. Anyway, he explained it, You, were, you were stuck in the mud. Is he, talking about, is he talking about two views joining together and, and coming up with a, a better idea then, right? You said something like Yes, that. Yeah.
1: yes. C- consider, consider different points of view. Even if you don't adopt them, the act of considering them is so an act of evolution in itself.
0: That's a bit like the way me and you play FPL then.
1: Yeah. yeah. Kind Numbers of.
0: an eye test. For sure. And for sure. Two to come up with a suitable,
1: disastrous outcome. It's how Net That Hall was born, isn't it? <laughs> Net, Net That Hall is a Hegelian product, I think you could say. Well, whatever one of them is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I, I love this philosophy thing, but I haven't got a bloody clue about it. You can just imagine me being philosophical, really, can't
1: you? Well, honestly, that, I think that's the whole motivation behind it, is just to see you laugh and squirm yeah. every time it comes to up. You squirm because <laughs> not understand what the hell you're on about. Anyway, should we say hello to a few
0: people? Right, yes. we've got Donnie in. Hello, Donnie. Um, Mrs. Mariner's fine. She's extremely pregnant. And just to let everybody know, this will be my last show till probably mid-December. So uh, I'll keep you aware of how things go, but yes, she is very due. Um, who else have we got? Nehel's in Blue Danube guy. Mike Halpin in. Hi, Mike. Nima's in. Hello, buddy. Um, the Fantasy Pavilion. Our friends from Trinidad and Tobago. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Trinidad. I think he's. I think he's in Trinidad. Is he? He's FBL Trinidad. Escapades yeah. is here as well. What is it? States USA. Escapades. No, okay. Escapades is India. India, okay. Yeah. Um, I was getting mixed up. Um, FPL Lens is in. Hello, I didn't think you were in, anyway. You are Sleepy Joe. <laughs> FPL Vigorish, um, Akib's in. Uh, yeah, Ramanthan's in. Yes, uh, Aaron Aberdeen. I think that is new. I think a new gentleman, but love from the Fantasy Pavilion. So, another one of the guys who perhaps yes. I was busy causing trouble on their stream yesterday morning whilst I was working. Um <laughs> And yes, who else have we got? FPL Penguin, hi buddy. Um, FPL Trinity. FPL Masher, and Ant A. Hi everybody. Right, we're we're not going to go. Th- we're not going to go through how we did last week because it's two weeks ago and we didn't do very well. So we're going to save our time and go straight into uh, the uh, fixtures uh, fixed difficulties for this game week. And I've noticed the first deliberate mistake, Gabe. Because you were supposed to check this, but it says game week eleven, not twelve. Oh, you should have checked that, Mariner. I got to tell you, bloody bloody ridiculous. Anyway,
1: (laughs) (laughs) next slide. Do they all say that?
2: It's okay. These are smart guys. They'll understand. It's okay. Uh, I
0: understand it anyway. Game week twelve. It is not game week eleven. I'm stuck in the bloody past as usual. Anyway, for game week twelve, who is the best? Who has the best matchup? Manchester United. Now, come on, guys. Is it? Is it time for this gentleman to turn up again, Sean? He's got a fantastic
2: matchup this week. Two point yeah. six. Mm,
1: yeah.
2: You think? And. Yeah, I think so. I do think so. See, look, at some point of time, this has to turn around. They have far too much quality, right? At least the goals will come. Do not know about the defense. And I think so. So this is kind of a in between week, right? This happens, then there is a bad fixture that comes in, but soon after that, there is a sustained amount of brilliant run that Cristiano has. And I do believe that at some point of time, he does become relevant. And especially um, as in, you know what? It's not a differential pick at all. Cristiano, you know, will get a goal. He might not be contributing to anything else in the team, but he will get goals. So, he, Cristiano again can never be a bad pick. So relevant.
0: I'll lay out, apparently, according to Akib. <laughs> 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 one thing I'll say is they have got a fantastic matchup this week, so we really need to keep yeah. an eye on on that. Yeah. If you own him, well, we'll come to that a bit later, Gabe, won't we? Um, Liverpool home against Arsenal, two point one, second best matchup of the week, even with although we'll come to this later. My fixed difficulty, I don't think, takes into account Ramsdale. Um, yeah. Southampton away at Norwich, third best, 1.9. Um, City against Everton, West Ham against Wolves, also pretty good, 1.7. Brentford, 1.1. Not so good, uh, just in case you're, you're thinking about that uh, issue. But, of course, the reason for that is, as we've been saying just recently, Brentford are away. And they are not as good away as they are at home. Um, I'm going to come to a matchup a bit further down. We are going to cover it a bit later, but just the first inkling of what we might be talking about, Gabe Spurs match up 0.4 only against Leeds at home. I'm just going to say, I don't know what you want to say to come back at this, but I'm just going to say, I think this shows how far they've got to go to improve. Would you would you generally agree with that?
1: I yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that. I mean I can understand the the inclination to want to captain maybe somebody like Kane, but I have to say I I, I in my opinion that's confusing an aspiration with reality. It's it's seeing it's you you buy Kane and Son they're, they're aspirational picks, right? We see them we see the potential under that new system with Conte. Yes, exactly me too um, but, but we can't we we can't confuse our aspirations for fact or data right so if if you want to captain a player for example, from Spurs, you have to realize that, that you're going based on your hopes and dreams. you're not going based on any any evidence as long as you're yes. okay with that and you're okay with the with the pitfalls of that of that approach then then go for it but um but I think there are many better options at least at this point. fair enough. Okay, right. We'll come back to that anyway. We'll look at that a bit, a bit more detail later. Defensively,
0: in game week 12, I mean 11 or 12, uh, Manchester City, um, 2.4. Now, I own both of these gentlemen. I think it's about time they both delivered. Mr. Diaz and Mr. Cancello, do so Please. Please. 2.4 against Everton. It's a very, very strong matchup. That is. Burnley, 1.8 against Palace. Now then, that's interesting, all you Gallagher owners. We'll come on to that a little bit later as well. We, we, Gabe and I might have a fight about this. Um, you never know. Um, Liverpool, 1.4 against Arsenal. Liverpool, for the first time ever, are making an appearance on my defensive matchup.
1: <laughs> There's the laugh. <laughs> because it's against Arsenal.
0: Because it's against Look, Arsenal and they're away, away from home. Uh, in fact, Nima <laughs> is in the chat. Nima, please just... I, I know you've said it, but even you agree that Arsenal are bad attack away, uh, bad attacking away from home. Well, what, what are I your agree.
1: thoughts on that, Sean? What do you think, Sean?
2: Sean. I have Trent and Robo.
1: Of course you do. Of course you do. <laughs> of
2: course. <laughs> have you got the same team as last year? Yet? Almost. I have Trent and Robbo and Diaz and Cancelo.
1: You, you know, we have and unlimited he- transfers in the off season, right? Like between seasons, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, can you can change your team. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: But but hey, uh, Liverpool has been defensively a little bit shaky, and I do not know. You know. Arsenal has not been excellent uh, in these kinds of fixtures so probably 1.4 is it doesn't it doesn't shock me it does surprise me a little bit but it isn't like absolutely i'm not I'm, I'm not falling down or anything it's it's, it's not it,
0: it's, too it, it's, positive to be fair to liverpool yeah. but what i'm saying is liverpool I, okay. i've gone on record many times and said that i don't rate liverpool's defence um, mm-hmm. although this year they're doing an awful lot better and yeah. i'll mention something later on the problem is of course is arsenal are doing an awful lot worse Mm. as well and i think that's that's the other side of the 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 coin there um what else have we got brentford reasonable chances of a clean sheet too and may manchester united um maybe not (laughs) i think uh it's getting a bit tight there i think um so that's that side of it so defensively that's the the best matchups and Average wise, we've got old slabhead here. Uh, Manchester City, Manchester United, Manchester City 2.1, Manchester United 1.9. So basically, attack and defence just added, just averaged, right?
2: Mm.
0: Slabhead there. You know, obviously, Manchester City, we don't need to say anything else, cancello, right? Probably. But slabhead here. Um, And Gabe and I did, we always try to do a bit of a preparation chat on this one. And I, Mm. this lunch, I'm, I'll, I'll let you into a little secret, guys. Gabe and I had the meeting this lunchtime and uh, we got chatted about this and Gabe nearly fell off his chair when he saw this <laughs> slide. Literally nearly fell off his chair. I love it. hurt against this. I said, don't you take the piss out of my pick here. <laughs> Manchester United have uh, a fourth uh, for headers away from home at 2.4 per 90 and Watford have conceded the most headers at home this season at 2.8 per 90 minutes. And then you checked something, Gabe,
1: didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Go on, then. So, Mr. Slabhead here has, (laughs) he has, this season, he has um, eight headed goal attempts. Now, the interesting thing about that is, because when I think of Slabhead headed goal attempts, I think of headed goal attempts over the bar, right? But all eight of them (laughs) have... (laughs) All eight of them had have been on target, uh, which I thought was very interesting. Um, however, for our purposes here, I'm going to maintain my position that Slabhead has no purpose here. It's no purpose on this show. Nobody's going to get him. We did, we're not recommending to get any Manchester United defenders. I, I, I'm saying
0: he scored, he's scoring headers for fun for England. He's back. He's terrible at defence,
1: but he'll score at it. Uh, he's playing against 10-year-olds. Or the equivalent of ten-year-olds in national teams for England. I, that does, I, this I, means nothing. I, I'm lost. Zero words.
0: I'm lost Zero. Words. My my England flag over there is drooping.
1: Case I rest my case.
2: <laughs> actually, honestly, you cannot make any approximation with the. With the midweek games, with these international games,
1: I'm,
0: I'm pulling your legs, guys. Yeah. But the point is, is that you know he is known for his headed headed goal.
1: I he would he would top the kind of, Suchek like, watch, wouldn't he?
0: I like my headed matchups. You know I do. Yeah, I yeah. try a yeah. for one. If I see one and it pays off, then I will tweet about it. That's mm-hmm. about the only tweet I send out all weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But but yeah. Um. Okay. So that's that. And of course, Liverpool. Uh, Trent. <laughs> Fresh from feasting for England in midfield, yeah. pretty much um, again against Arsenal potentially, but we'll come on to the uh, the matchups and things so in a minute. So right, let's have a quick quick look at the the netxg, Gabe. This is your baby, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to let you uh, have a look at have a look at this. I mean, shall I just? You want me to set the scene or are you Yeah, happening? go for it. Set the, set the scene. All right. So I'm going to set the scene. So the best net XG this week, City at 2.38 expected goals, Brentford 2.35 and United at 2.13. Again, if you Brentford sellers, any of you Tony sellers, hmm, we, we might be telling you off later. Um <laughs> Leicester on the other hand 0.71 right at the bottom. Um, followed by Watford 0.81, Everton point eight six and Arsenal point nine. So uh, Gabe, hmm. tell us how the X the, the, the Net XG is going.
1: Well, I, I think it's um it's it's in development, it's evolving. And and here, one of the evolutions is that, that I'll share right now is when we're looking at the, kind of on, on the lower end of the spectrum. So we have Leicester at 0.71, Watford at 0.81, Everton at 0.86, and Arsenal at 0.9. Um, we, it's it's not appropriate to just round up, right? So that Leicester at 0.71, that doesn't necessarily mean a goal. So to explain that a little bit is um, when, when you look at a, an X, Like let's just take xg for example when an xg is say 0.71 or predicted xg that means all of the shots in that match total up to 0.71 xg right so if we're thinking a team gets about 10 shots in a match totaling 0.71 you're looking at less than 0.1 xg per shot and if you have seven shots of less than 0.1 xg it's not unreasonable to think that it's actually going to be a zero. The result will be zero goals. Right? So, so like I said, like we're, we're learning through this process and, and kind of learning as we go and also developing it on on the side to get it to refine it a little bit. Um, But, but I think it's interesting to note that Brentford is still quite high. And I I think Brentford is buoyed a little bit by, by their early season um, success. And and if we take maybe variants like like your FDR takes into account, Mariner, I think we may I, I think Brentford may be overestimated here in um for, for NetXG. I don't know if I expect them to score, you know, two or, or or more goals against even even if it is against Newcastle. Um but with Newcastle being such an unknown, I, I think that's a wait and see. Um City we'll we'll get to city a little bit later as well when we get to how net xg has developed further city's at 2.38 um but when you look at you know their their finishing and the quality of their players could they score more i think that's possible um and and i'll talk more about that later um let's see and then as far as there, there's so much change in the league right now there are new managers teams shifting um <clears throat> That that I think all predictions should be taken kind of with with context, like we always say. Um, anything stand out to you, Sean?
0: <laughs> As usual, you're backtracking away from predicting anything. It's quite normal. This is Sean. Gabe tries <laughs> yeah. to do, yeah. Gabe about doing predictions, and then puts his numbers up and then says, oh, "Of course, you don't want to believe them."
1: Well, <laughs> so just <laughs> that's true. That's, that's, that's very true. And just to kind of like compound that. What mm-hmm. well, we're, one of the things we're working on for Net XG is to mm-hmm. not have a predicted score or predicted result, but to have a probability range. So we mm-hmm. go, say, from like uh, let's let's go ten percent to thirty percent back down to ten percent for a for a given score. Okay. So so we're gonna muddy up the the predictions even further through the uh, the sleepy Joe process. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I might have to poor beer in my eye like I had to nearly <laughs> this morning when 7 o'clock this morning Sean just <laughs> the first thing I did I looked at my phone and I got a message from Gabe with an, with an equation about mm-hmm. probability and I was like I say I was like for F's sake man it's 7 o'clock in the morning here what the hell are you doing to me <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a binomial function yeah. in Excel. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm take a look at this. He's like, yeah. Unbelievable. Okay. What, <clears throat> look, Sean,
0: what's, your, what's your view of this NetXG? Have you have you been looking yeah. at this? Have you seen? I, I have What's your perspective of it? It's always nice to ask 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 guests what they think of this type of thing.
2: Right, I've been looking at this for a bit. As in, just when you started, uh, you know, discussing this, started bringing this idea to the fore. I'd been looking at this and. Um, I, I feel this is really innovative and re- this is really, especially what you have been talking about in terms of this could be a range, right? Rather than this is a specific point. This is a, this is my, this is the line that I'm casting on the, mm-hmm. on the sand and then moving forward. It makes a lot of sense. I also just had a, you know, while you were explaining this game, I had a thought as in how does it matter? How does it differ? As in, say, for example, you have a team XG, right? Team, uh, you know, uh, kind of you know team team xg kind of a thing would that differ with individual players coming in as well as in we assume that this is this is the standard number for um for chelsea for example right Mm -hmm. and that has been with lukaku without lukaku and Mm -hmm. there might be a little bit of a variance with a with with an elite finisher like lukaku versus somebody who's not like uh, say for example if you start with werner for example Mm -hmm. so Probably a consideration as well, as in when I'm looking at your Chelsea number, I'm thinking that this is good because when uh, the numbers are good and once uh, Lukaku comes in, probably it will be, you know, as an it will probably be even better with an elite mm-hmm. finisher in the in the game as well. So just thinking out loud, I do not know if that is in consideration already, but that was kind of a thought process that I had. It's. It... <clears throat>
0: Go ahead, Mariner. Sorry, I was going to say one thing we thought about, isn't it, Gabe, is that what we need to do is we need to compare against the opposition that they've done what they've done against Mm
2: -hmm.
0: as well. So, you know, perhaps, and also the circumstances of the previous games as to why the the scores have gone. Let's say a player's been sent off and all of a sudden someone gets gets tanked 5-0. Then, you know, Mm -hmm. should we strike that data out? There's a lot more conversations going on in the background. But, I, I mean, what I like about this... Is that it thinks about the goalkeeper, right? And you see Mm -hmm. Liverpool there, 1.4 against Arsenal, right? I'm quite convinced if you didn't take into account the goalkeeper, that would be above two. But because Raven Hale is in such good form,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Gabe's equation is taking goals off Liverpool. Right,
2: right.
0: Oh, that's that's the best. That's that's how it, that's how it works, right, Gabe. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and and that's that that's exactly why Liverpool is is so low. We see it, they're obviously one of the best attacks in the league, maybe the best. Um, but but the expected goals prevented um, stat from Ramsdale is is dragging Liverpool's number down. Um, but but more it's specifically, gonna con- to go ahead, he's going to concede five this week. I'm playing steel. <laughs> I I probably uh, I probably would too, but but. Something to, to to you bring up a really good point and and when you do averages for teams right you lose the individual qualities of the player mm. like Vern, like you mentioned werner um a werner attack is not the same as a lukaku attack and a havertz attack is not the same as a lukaku attack either right so that that's actually one of the developments of of netxg something we're working on on the side is not just individual players but in but individual shots. So breaking down the XG of individual shots of individual players against individual opponents. Mm-hmm. So you, you can imagine the the kind of the, the heavy load that that is. It's just like to work that kind of data is, is it, it's a lot of work. Yeah, And, um, so, so we, we, we would need some help, I think from, from a stat site, from a, in terms of some kind of sponsorship to kind of maintain a model like that because it's so much data and it's so granular. Right. But rest assured, we we so are developing. So what are you waiting that. for? So what are you waiting <laughs> for, sponsors? Get in touch with that hole. Exactly. Help us develop this metric. No. Honestly, no. That, that's really what we need is, is is some support from from some site brains. so we can develop it further and do that heavy <laughs> that heavy data lifting that that's needed for such granular kind of metrics. We
0: probably, probably need some brains as well, but that's another story. That's <laughs> anyway. But anyway, guys, let's keep going. I want to. What I want to do now is we what we do sean as well is because we've got mm-hmm. the two different types of metrics what we're trying to do now is compare the two so we mm-hmm. always do this now last week there was quite a bit of divergence interestingly enough when we looked at it wasn't the game this week there isn't mm-hmm. and very strangely it's almost almost on par and mm-hmm. we've done nothing we haven't adjusted anything all we've done is move the fixtures on a week plug some more data in and this is what it's come out with. So if we look at the overall considerations, who come out best? Well, Manchester United ranked top has been still been the best fixture. 2.13 net XG, 2.6 fixture difficulty. Man City, second ranking, 2.38 net XG, 1.7 fixture. Brentford, yeah. then Brentford. But there's a divergence there. 2.35 net XG and 1.1 fixture difficulty. Net XG sees something that fixture difficulty does not. Interestingly enough, I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure what that is. Um, but I'm going to look at the other divergences, Gabe, as well. Mm. We've mentioned Liverpool. What about the Spurs? 1.73 net XG, yet my fixed difficulty has got them at 0.4. What do you reckon to that one?
1: Um... There it is. Okay, Spurs one point seven three versus point four.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's hard to <laughs> say. They're ranked seven and so maybe not diverging that much. I'm wondering if it's just ranges, or are we? Is there something in there?
1: I will tell you right now as I bring up one of my tables, and I and I, I have a theory, and that's why um, I just want to make sure. And <laughs> let's see, where is this <laughs> theory whoops this is all my no my theory is not correct so i I, (laughs) that's why that's why you got to check these things so Mm -hmm. melia it's interesting melia started the season with with a horrible expected goals prevented <laughs> Mariner's oh. in the mud again in, in his you, mud you know, just,
0: This is you. Yeah. I'm doing an impression of you. You're in the No,
1: mud I'm now. I'm good. Um so so <laughs> Melius started the season with a with a horrible expected goals prevented, one of the worst in the league. But it's since improved. And that, that's what I was checking. He's now at net minus one point five XGP for the season, which oh. you know, over eleven eleven matches is it, it's bad. pretty neutral. It's not that yeah. bad. I, I thought that's what that would be what's um kind of buoying the the Spurs attack here um yeah i honestly i mean it's seventh like i like to look at the rankings it's seven compared to 10th i don't think that's that much of a difference when when compared to the field like if if we move up i think i think the liverpool one which we already discussed is is a stark difference i have them ninth versus second for mariners metric and that's as we discussed that's the expected goals prevented stat uh taking effect in there um
0: stands out is the leicester isn't it Leicester point yes. seven one net xg twentieth mm. with against a minus point three fixed difficulty. Is 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 that the opposite of Ramsdale with with Schmeichel still? Is that a is that a, a Schmeichel uh letting goals in sort of scenario, causing your causing your uh, the, the well, no
1: I mean the, the Schmeichel I, wouldn't affect I the wouldn't Leicester.
0: It yeah that's right, it wouldn't, would he? So why no. is it so bad? Why is that so bad?
1: I, I was actually going to ask you, why is yours so good? It's They're playing Chelsea, one of the best defences in the league. They haven't, they haven't, Leicester, yeah, they, they've scored their goals against weaker You're opposition.
0: You're on me, thanks. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I did check it and it is right, but it's very straight. I mean, what I would say is that, you know, I, 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 I can see Leicester getting something at home against Chelsea. It'd be definitely Harvey Barnes' day.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs>
0: Let's see. So, do you know how much Gabe hates Harvey Barnes?
2: <laughs> Question: <laughs> uh, The goal that Harvey Barnes scored the last game week. Um, what was the XG of that? Would you know? It should be pretty low, what right? It was a, it from an, yeah, yeah, crazy angle.
1: I I can look it up really quick here. Um, I mean, we we,
0: we had the one we had the example of uh, Sala, didn't we? We used before mm-hmm. Gabe, wasn't it?
1: Mm-hmm. Was it
0: point? Was it point oh five? The one, The goal? The one against Watford.
1: Mm, yes yes it was
0: so his goal against what was 0.05 wow oh this
2: was that that unbelievable thing right dribbling yeah. yeah. for players anyway we'll let, you
0: we'll let you look at that yeah. whilst we move on Gabe because yeah. I want to go to the zonal matchups just wow. whilst we're, we're chatting now this is where it gets interesting this is um, my favorite um, yeah this is where it gets interesting so we're going to have a look at this in a bit more detail and Sean I want you to I'd, I'd love to have your insights on this as well mm-hmm. so Well, let's talk through it first. First of all, United's left, 4.3 chances per 90 Mm -hmm. by the look of things. Liverpool's left, 4.1, whoever that's going to be. Maybe Mane, maybe Robertson, Mm -hmm. if he's fit. Um, And City's left, whoever that's going to be. And then centre, let's just run through them and then we'll just pick a few out, mate. Centre, Southampton have the best matchup at 4.3. Against Norwich, so and then there's Chelsea against Leicester um, at three point nine, and then Arsenal, Liverpool, and City all at three point eight. And on the right, we've got Mo. <laughs> it's not Liverpool anymore. Essentially, it's Mo yeah. five, <laughs> right? And then we've got Reese James sits out there quite happily as well at four point four, and mm-hmm. then we've got Wolves against West Ham at, at, at three point nine. Um, which which matchups have caught your eye this
2: week? When it comes to uh, zonals, Sean, which ones do you like? So, so Liverpool against Arsenal. This is really interesting. On the left, see. On the on the right, we pretty much know where it is, right? So, uh, it is it is interesting that uh, probably the most defensive minded right wing, uh, right right fullback uh, that we have, that's Tomiyasu, right? So, would that matter with the form that Salah is in right now? I do not know. Right. But on the other hand, uh, from the other side, uh, from the left, you find 4.1, right? That is quite interesting because this is where Arsenal has most of their attack, right? So interesting, interesting thing, interesting development. I'm very interested to see Southampton against Norwich at 4.3 through the center, right? That is essentially saying that whoever is playing at striker, which is uh, Adams plus uh, the other person, which would probably be... um, what is it, guys? No, Armstrong, right? Probably be Armstrong or Breuer, whoever it is, uh, will have a field day. Now, that is a price point that many people will have to consider moving Tony out, right? So will that be a consideration that one can consider? I wouldn't. I'm sticking with Tony. I feel that what is, it, what is Tony's central uh, piece over here? 3.6. That's still, yeah. visible, right? That's still pretty reasonable, right? That's still It's, it's all right,
0: yeah. It's <laughs> yes. all right. And the yes. thing is with someone like Tony, you see, is you look at these and then you think, right, okay, what is their involvement as well? Mm, so, for yes. example, if the player's talismanic and mm-hmm. getting involved in a lot of these chances and you look where these Correct. chances are coming, then you're thinking, well, hang on a minute, there's a fair chance that it could well be him who's actually involved in it, right? Correct. Whereas, of course, yeah. if you look at it from down that side, you look and then you think, well, actually... I've he hasn't got any goal involvement all season. Then you think, mm-hmm. well, even if there is a chance, it's not going to be him. So right. you've got to use these all again in context, Gabe, haven't you? I think. And yeah, yeah. And, and I think we going back to what we were saying earlier. For example, Rhys James, ten chances the other week, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Ten with chances Lukaku, with Lukaku returning, that could be even more now, right? So, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's very yeah. interesting. I like this
0: because what I like about it is that it gives us an inkling of where things might actually happen. Uh, and again, if people have not watched the VOD, I suggest please do take a look because we nearly got we, – we, we claimed a little bit of success from the Liverpool and um, from the Liverpool-West Ham game, a little bit. But to be honest, probably the game which really stuck out to me where it really worked was – Liverpool against Manchester United when mm-hmm. Mo came up against Shaw. Yep. Uh, that was very, that was always going to be a, <laughs> a long afternoon and it mm. turned out to be exactly that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, have you got anything you want to add on the matchups this week, Gabe? Yeah, I mean, what, I wanna,
2: oh, go, oh, go, sorry, ahead, go ahead, Tom. I have one question. small point to make. And this yeah. is the question that I asked you, Mariner, if you'd remember, that between Antonio and Jimenez, if you have to pick one person, who will you go for? And that's that right there is my answer. 3.1 versus 2.9, that's incremental, but that's a good incremental. So well I've sold, is... him anyway. yeah. Yeah. I sold him anyway. I sold himself. Oh, you did? Yeah, okay. I've sold him. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I've sold him for Huang and i brought Kane in for Vardy.
2: Oh wow. That's a good that's a that's a brave move.
0: Yeah, but okay. that also means I've got the money to move to Jota. So if if I if I don't, if if I I won't take a hit unless Yotta's mm-hmm. gonna because I could get priced out if there's a double if there's two price moves I could yeah. get priced out so I will take a hit if I have to but if not I'll serve it till next week and then move mm-hmm. it as early as I can as, or as late as I can next week but yeah that's the plan I can't risk I can't miss out on it Liverpool's fixtures are just too green. Mm-hmm. And I want yeah. some spur and I want some Spurs cover, and I want to get back to Ronaldo in 16. That's my idea, anyway. Mm, yeah, so unfortunately, Mr. Jimenez has left the building. So is Vardy. Mm-hmm. So, anyone who owns Vardy, please keep him because I've sold him, I and mean, you know what's going to happen next when I sell Vardy. It happens every single year, right? Gabe, I'm going to come to you. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: longer. Well, hold, hold on. I go back. Did oh, you,
0: you want to bring something on this one?
1: Yeah, I I, I okay. want to bring up the, that that yeah. that fear that you have about what's going to happen to you with Vardy is going to happen to you with Jimenez. I'm calling it now.
0: Oh uh, yeah, uh, you told me that earlier in the week, but ignore. Yep,
1: you. you did ignore me. And and here's here's where like just to the point of <laughs> <laughs> of adding context, right? Um, mm-hmm. When when I look at these zonal matchups, what I like to look at is um, I I look at the the row across. And I look if there's any anything that stands out, right? So for Wolves, you see how the the matchup on the right is much better, right, than the mm. than the center or the left. When you have such a big discrepancy like that, um, that's that's where where I like to take note. We have similar ones for for Southampton um, with four point three in the middle versus three point four on the left and three point six on the side. For Wolves, just for those in the pod listening to the podcast, it's three point nine on the right. Two point nine in the center and one point nine down the left. So you just sold the player that's mostly on the right, Mariner, the three point nine. But you 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 gain savings and there, again context, right? You're, you're going to gain savings, you're going to gain Kane, you're going to gain Jota. So so the, I, I think the move I, does. I
0: sat and had a coffee this morning, and I said, "What do you reckon to this move?" And you
1: said, "Brilliant."
0: When I was having a coffee this morning, sat outside.
1: Do you know, you're having I a said, coffee. I'm I'm on my fourth beer. Said, it's.
0: It's what, context 12 hours later, 14 context. hours later, you tell me it's crap.
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I encountered. I mean, look, look I had I'm I had going a, going a thesis. Back. I'm going back here. Look,
0: you're telling look. me wolves are good, but your your bloody net xG only has them at 1.15.
1: So if they score I'm a goal, what's what's he West Ham's
0: 1.69?
1: What's what's he meant his goal involved well, like expected goal of moment when, uh, when when, when wolves happy. when wolves score. We can expect Jimenez to be involved, right? And, and when the matchup on the right side is so nice, I'm just saying context. Your context it, it, it makes sense, but it I did want to bring,
0: bring up, up. Look, it, I had to sacrifice somebody. It was course. Diaz. It was Diaz, or it was Jimenez. I am not selling Diaz.
1: Of not, course, that's context. that's that's the message, right? Is is yeah. it is context? But what what my my point to bring up here is, it's so much better on that right hand side. Um and, and I those are the things I look for. I think Watford's right hand side has an, has an interesting advantage as well. Again, we're looking at just 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 like Mo, just like Mo had an advantage against Shaw, what uh Sar, Saar could have that, that advantage. Saar could do something against uh United this week. That's what I wanted to add.
0: Anyway, uh, Neem is asking me before he leaves, can I buy Kufal again when West Ham fixtures turn? I might well do that actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like him. That will he will he get back into the team? I have no idea. Johnson is playing pretty easy.
0: Yeah, as, as someone said to me, as someone said told me, to buy Johnson instead of to downgrade Diaz to Johnson. I, I
1: can't see I can't see Johnson holding his spot yeah. over over. So far, Super so far is
0: so far will be back. So far, yeah. there we go. I call him so I'm from Grimsby. And, yeah, please <laughs> please tell me all about Jared Bowen. He's, he's 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 a very popular. he's a very popular discussion point mm-hmm. at the moment and and. I'm very interested in Jared Bowen, but not until game week 16.
1: You know, tell, us about, tell us about what this is showing. So uh, let's see here. Bring this up on my end. Um, so we have Jared Bowen. Um, he's at, a, let's see, West Ham. What does it say? 3.1 game week 12 to 15. No, we're 3.1 That's there. 3.1 on the 4.1. right, game week 12.
0: the game week week 12 to 15 right
1: and and i think that's what we're looking at is is that delta right the the matchup on on the right hand side for west ham goes from 3.1 to 4.2 however i which which is a a greater delta than the left side which goes from 3.4 to 4.1 however they both go to the same roughly the same kind of difficulty so while i i like bowen I, I don't know that I'm ready to predict whether West Ham are going to attack more from the right or with, with Bowen or attack more from the left with Ben Rahmah. Yeah. Um, so well it, telling, so. so yeah. if you're selling one and then thinking of bringing in the other, I, th- I think that road could be, could be fraught with some peril. Um,
0: yeah, I've got to sell him for Yotta anyway. I've got no yeah. option. Yotta's coming in. So, I mean, look, what I'm saying is that I actually like the look of this. And I'll tell you, what I like about this is I see upside. He's doing well now with the matchups the way they are now. If these matchups improve further, we are saying that he's going to have an extra chance a game. Down that potentially an extra chance a game down that right side. Mm -hmm. That's the point which we're saying here. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's quite interesting. Um, Sean, can I come to you? Um, yeah, yeah. Do you, These tar- you know, have you got any longer term targets with respect to to players you're looking at? You know, have you got on your little watch yeah. list? You how many? You, you can only have five defenders, I'm afraid, but mm. I, I know you'd like more. But yeah. <laughs> which players are you actually looking at longer term? And do they do
2: they actually fit with what you're seeing here, for example? So who have you yeah. got on your watch list? Looking at this, one name just popped immediately, and that is Brighton's right side 3.6 between game week 12 and 15. You know where I'm going over here, right? Oh, Brighton right side Tariq Lambert. Oh, 4. god, Tariq, looking at oh, us. god, Mr. Green, Mr. Greenhouse.
0: I absolutely love him, but yeah. I'm worried sick his leg falls off.
2: Well that's that's
1: the risk you take right i mean do, do you want to take that risk going into the fixture crunch it's it's the it's the leg falling off combined with the fixture crunch that puts me off lampty and i i love him i love ex lively players so he's a fun it's player to have
0: i thought about though and i'll tell you why i thought about it because livramento was originally my fifth defender
2: hmm.
0: if i ever thought of downgrading one of my premium defenders i would keep livramento downgrade one of my previous uh, premium defenders, and I'd bring Lamptey in as cover for Brighton, which I don't have. Hmm. And he could sit fifth if needed. And if if his leg does fall off, I've still got players like Brownhill and Huang who can come off the bench anyway. So I actually think it's not... There's there's an argument to say, do you really need three playing defenders? I think you have three playing subs. I, I tend to go that way at this time of year, but I do know that some people are thinking, no, I don't know, I can get away with two. So if you think you can get away with two and you fancy a bit of a punt on Lamptey, go for it. I think it's a great shout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's one of those, it's the uh, always cheating, make fantasy fun again pick of the pick of the week, isn't it? Mm. I think so. I love it.
2: I love the pick. I love the pick. I, pic. I saw the numbers and that's what popped out for me.
1: Mm. Yeah. I, I I love the player. The one thing I don't know if like is Brown Hill really I mean, are you gonna you are gonna rely on Brownhill? Come on.
2: No, he's gonna sit third he's on playing. the bench. Yeah, third on the bench, right? Sit third, on, third, third on, bench. on the bench. If if, if, if Lampty's
1: hurt, Brownhill's second on the bench all of a sudden, and you're really down to one sub.
0: Well, that's the same as if you've got Will Scala, however it is. It, that, that was oh. gonna be
1: my next point. And some people have a non-playing forward, for example. So to bring in Lamptey and and then have that you know if, if 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 your bench is a non-playing forward, Lamptey and Brownhill, I think you might be asking for some trouble.
0: Yeah, no, I think if, if, if you're
1: extending that far, just just a certainly
0: wouldn't out. go for Lamptey with a non-playing third right. player. No, right. that is dangerous. Exactly. Right. Especially when you might have rotational players as well. Mm-hmm. When you might be you might have James and Chilwell and Cancelo and players like that who are all inevitably going to be benched somewhere over the next 10 weeks, right? They're all going to get a bench. And if they just happen to be benched, two of them all, all of a sudden out at three get benched the same game week, then you're going to be relying on your, on your bench, aren't you? And then yeah. what would be worse than to see Lamptey's leg fall off just at the same time.
1: Exactly. And, and Nick, uh blue Nick's underscore 99 here. He has he a good, good question. uh, Kind of a rhetorical question here. Who finishes Lampy's crosses? If he was supplying a DCL, he'd be in a hundred percent of teams. Kind of agree with that. Like, He's crossing into fucking Neil Mape. Yeah,
2: <laughs> but, but that's the point, right? That's the reason why he is four point four.
1: Yes, right? correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. It, it's baked into like, the price. I, and the fact his leg falls off a lot, mate. If he was, uh, was now, I think he'd be yeah. five. Hmm. If he was crossing the DCL, he'd be five point five. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. See, that's the thing, right? Lampty is not for everything. Not, Lampe Correct. is not the right player for every structure, no. team structure. And I go back to that team structure argument of mine again. But he is the right player for a few kinds of structures. Like, Say, for example, I take this risk because I always have at least two regular playing uh, benches, right? So I could, two seasons back, I could take the risk with Danny Ings, right? Danny Inks was the same guy, right? His legs used to fall off at the drop of a hat. But I could take that risk and it kind of worked. So this might be the right pick for a few specific kinds of teams. But not for everybody again,
0: point taken. No, that's fair. I'm just going to bring another point up. Anyone who owns Wolves players like me, you might want to be thinking about jumping off and by about game week 16. Look how that swing goes. Minus 0.5 for the left, minus 0.2 for the middle, and minus 0.9 for the right. And um, also, Reese James's fixtures turn. Minus 0.7. Hmm. A little bit. So his fixtures get tougher as well. By the time you get to game week sixteen, so just a couple of things to take into account. All right, Gabe. Um, I, I mean, I love these zonal matchups. I hope you. I hope the guys that. It's nice to see. There's plenty of chats got in chat going on in the uh, in the comments as well about um, about these zonal matchups. It, it gets the juices flowing for sure. Um we're going to have a look at a scouting report now, Gabe, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a look at a certain Connor gallagher yes sir okay over to you fpl lens
1: yes here we go the fpl scouting report is uh on a very popular connor gallagher this is a uh, part of a this is part one of a two-part series this is the gallagher smith Rowe conversation so this week is gallagher doing the scouting report on gallagher next week i'll do a scouting report on smith row and and then you guys can make your own decisions if uh if one both or neither uh, is appropriate to get. So I'm just going to start with like like some major elements of Gallagher's game, and I'm using the Manchester City game and the Wolves game as as kind of evidence. Obviously, both games were where Gallagher played well, and he returned in in both those games. I just want to highlight kind of the the strengths in his game and and the role that that he plays. You know, there's been a lot of talk about um, Zaha, Zaha's effect on Gallagher, and uh, Milivojevic, his effect on Gallagher. So I'll go into those details as well. Um, So the the first image we have here, we have... um, Zaha pressuring Ederson, uh, kind of right at the top of the six-yard box. And we have Ayu chasing down, I believe that's Imeric Laporte, uh, who's kind of towards the top of the box on the left-hand side. And Gallagher is filling the space in between them, supporting the press. You'll see he does this quite a bit. There will be two players pressing, and Gallagher's in behind them, filling that space, waiting. And and, and I'll show you what I mean in, in just a moment uh, with the, the waiting. Um so Zaha's pressing the ball, I use covering the outlet, and Gallagher is lurking behind um covering the space. Next slide. There we go. Here's another example of the same thing. Um it, it, this it's kind of like tactics. We have we have who is that? Uh I believe that is Olise, if I'm not mistaken. Um and I, I'm not I think that might be Zaha Centrally. I don't remember. They're two players on this, the balls on the right hand side, Gallagher, again, supporting the pressure in, The two players pressing and Gallagher right behind those two players. So, so uh, kind of covering the space we see right behind Gallagher. Bernardo Silva is dropping to, to receive the ball. This is how Manchester City break lines of pressure, right? Um, they get numbers back and then they get a guy, a man checking from midfield in behind the line. Gallagher sees this. He's a really smart player. And he, this is his, like uh, an example of his tactical awareness where he sees Bernardo Silva coming in to check for the ball. He sees, uh, I'm, I'm Rick Laporte. He's if you can see in this image, he's actually looking through to Bernardo Silva, but uh, Gallagher is preventing that pass. Next slide. So this is the result of that, of the previous pressure where i Laporte, he loses the ball. And and Gallagher is in a space where he can jump into that space and recover it. Um, so the result of kind of like just intelligent pressing, he's like a he's like a conductor when it comes to pressing. Gallagher is and and he but he doesn't he moves people with his own movement or he he, he moves in accordance with other people's movement. So just that kind of intelligent rea- reaction really makes what is what makes Gallagher such such an important player for for Crystal Palace. He recovers this ball that Imeric Laporte loses thanks to intelligent presser. And the next slide shows another another um, traits of his and that's his passing. He weight, the weight of this ball between defenders for, for Zaha puts him away from, no, it's, who is, uh, it's Ruben Diaz. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Maybe Cancelo that, that's making the, the recovering run there. He puts Gallagher's pass, puts him away from the defender gives gives Zaha enough time and space to take the shot Zaha scores this I think Ederson could have done better it probably shouldn't have been a goal but again here on display we have Gallagher's intelligent pressing his tactical awareness and his ability to to wait passes really well in uh, into space we go to the next slide again we're shown uh this is again this is in the wolves match same concept supporting the pressure we see the the ball is being cleared that is um who is that Ayu, maybe pressuring there and we have o- Olise, i believe on the right hand side of kind of attacking the left hand side of wolves or palace's right hand side and we have gallagher again in between them we see the red box right in the middle Uh, right in front of Gallagher where he's expecting to recover the ball. And we go to the next slide and we see that he does recover the ball and he takes this, this is just a really, he, I wish I could show you guys video, but I I don't think I can because of copyright, but he, he brings the ball on his chest and takes it down with his left foot and cuts inside. And this kind of just control and, and instinct to know where to go. You see where the space is in the middle of kind of in the middle of the box, um, between the penalty spot and the top of the box, he dribbles into that space, and just just showing like his dribbling ability his control he gets lucky with the finish the the finish is deflected but you can see how the there's an arrow here the goal the arrow pointing one way which is the way the way the goalkeeper went and then the purple circle shows where the ball went um because of the deflection now he he gets lucky with a deflected finish but he created much of this play himself by his positioning By the way he attacks the ball the way he controls the ball and and his propensity to just take a shot if he needs to i jumped too
0: sorry there we go next one
1: next one so this is kind of supporting the the two players in front of him but not defensively to recover balls in this case in attack we see zaha penetrate uh manchester city's box on on palace's left hand side uh we see Olise waiting in in great space actually on the right hand side and we see Gallagher pushing into the towards the penalty spot, arms open. He he could have a, a great shot here if uh if Zaha plays him a good ball. Unfortunately, Zaha's ball. Go ahead. Do you have a question? No, no. Keep okay. going. Okay. So unfortunately, Zaha's ball is a little bit in front in front of Gallagher. So it goes to Elise, but it doesn't, it goes to Elise's back foot. So what Elise Gallagher maintains space. You see him here, he's kind of like backing up into Rodri. Rodri's trying to like is is coming towards Gallagher to press him. R- R- Rodri. Rodri. <laughs> Rodri nice. He's getting, getting, getting ours rolled. <laughs> um, and and Gallagher's arms are are kind of wide and he knows he's going to need to protect the ball. So here supporting the pressure, good tactical awareness and then the next slide will show us kind of like how he begins to finish, right? His finishing ability is really it's interesting. Here well, at ball is slightly behind Gallagher. So we see in this image, he's just slightly right of the penalty spot. He's got two defenders in front of him. He's got three defenders behind him. And he has to lean his, his body back to take the, the shot first time. And the next slide shows us his technique. And that's where it ends up. Mm, no, go one. Hold on. The there, the this technique. is the slide so the technique we see how he locks his ankle and he locks his leg and he and rather than swing through the ball he just kind of like punches it it's just a little punch and there's not much of a swing through because if he swings through that ball is going to go sky high it's going to go it's going to go meet bruno's penalty kick that's still in orbit but he's he's intelligent gallagher and in, in these like tight positions he knows just to how to hit it like just sweetly just sweetly enough to get the ball through and he's able to keep it down and the next slide shows it where he puts shows us where he put this ball and it's right off the post on the right hand side I mean Ederson is on his knees praying I think he just can't can't believe this finish and so Gallagher's finishing ability in tight spaces that kind of quick thinking I find to be extremely impressive next slide here it the Milivojevic effect so and this is the match against Wool. Uh, no, who is that? Leeds. Sorry, this is Leeds. Um, so Milivojevic started in game weeks six through nine, and Gallagher got 10 points in those four game weeks. Um, so uh, let's see. So here we see Milivojevic has Gallagher, and I, I think that's Elise again on the right-hand side. You can see the space in the green just – uh, just behind behind the defender there, that if, if Milivojevic does not cut this ball left, they are in, I mean, Palace are in great space on the right-hand side, but he does cut the ball left. And you have to ask yourself why. And the next and the next slide tells us, kind of shows us why. He's looking for Zaha. So th- some of these players, and I think Milivojevic is one of them, you know, th- a lot of people are saying that Milivojevic is, is kind of, Cramping Gallagher's style or or putting a damper on his his production. And and there are a couple of reasons for this. Um, and, and this is, I think, the main one is he's he's trained, he's programmed to look for Saha. This team has been looking for one player for so long that rather than play a good ball into space on the right-hand side, he'll cut it back. And and you, you gotta hand it to him. This was a great pass to Saha. But without, if if this isn't a great pass, if this is just a regular pass, it doesn't get through. It's it's a low percentage pass, and it requires something really nice. Zaha does finish this ball; he scores. Milivojevic gets his assist. But I think these kind of blinders show why Milivojevic in the side and Palace did not do as well with Milivojevic than than they do with uh, Kuyate, who provides extra defensive cover and maybe gives Gallagher more room to to. To, to roam between those two attackers, like, like we showed in the previous slides. So I think the favorite Milvojevic favoritism to Zaha is what limits Gallagher. And Cuyate's extra defensive color, cover gives Gallagher the freedom to track and recover balls and get himself in good situations. So there is an effect of Milvojevic and there is also a tactical effect. So just the stats then. Stats. So here's the thesis. We're going back to the philosophy of Louis. We're going to apply it into the, into the report here. So here are the stats Gallagher. It's interesting that he, he only has 18.4% of palaces shots. Um, but he has 26.5% of palaces XG and 31.1% of palaces expected goals on target. Thought that was interesting that each, each level is shows an increase. So if we're thinking Gallagher has um, he has an average of point zero point one seven xg per shot away, and an average of this is this is a good stat more than double expected goals on target per shot away. Now his expected goals and expected goals on target are about the same through, through, for for the season thus far. This means that his expected goals per shot at home versus expected goals on target um per shot at home or or the flip side of this so his xgot at home is half his xg at home i don't know why i don't know why he's more clinical um away but if we're looking if we're thinking that burnley concede approximately 12 shots per match per home match and palace generate 8.6 shots per away match we can assume that palace will muster approximately 10 shots in this game if gallagher gets approximately 20 percent say he gets two of those shots and he maintains his averages you know he's looking at a at an x at a 0.34 xg and 0.7 xgot from two shots there's hope there there you know the the concern is in the number of shots but the hope is in what he gets from those shots so this is encouraging news for for Gallagher owners Gallagher's buyers Gallagher prospectors and then we go to the next slide and, i'm trying
0: to move forward but the cat sat on the mouse
1: <laughs> the cat sitting <laughs> on the mouse that's so yeah. perfect <laughs> there we go this
2: is your, this is your hegelian theory huh the- yes so hegelian. so that
1: the, the previous one was the thesis get Gallagher. here's the antithesis now, let's oh, look yeah, at Gallagher. There we go. Here we go. Sleepy Joe comes back
0: again. <laughs> so right. we just, so everybody's sleep- just persuaded. You've just persuaded everybody to buy Gallagher, and now you're telling them not to.
1: Now, Sleepy Hagel. Let's call it Sleepy Hagel comes <laughs> into the mix.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we look at Crystal Palace's um, matchups, right, the zonal matchups for game weeks 12 through 15, 3.3 down the left, 3.3 down the center, 3.0 down the right pretty even across the board Gallagher seems a good pick because he's been he's been productive um, with this spread but when we look at um, game week 16 through 18 I and mean, if we're looking longer term especially with the fixer crunch we know we will have um, fires to put out in our team and Gallagher may not be someone we could move on Um, the fixtures turn 3.3 down the left so that stays the same so things are looking okay for Saha when he plays on the left he has played on the right at some this season Um, it goes down to 2.99 in the center but the drop to 2.7 on on the right hand side is what really concerns me for Gallagher and if we've seen Vieira kind of show some tactical acumen here and if he continues to show that Is he going to favor more that left-hand side with Zaha in in game week 16 through 18? Is Gallagher going to be a flash in the pan for now and then a resurge asset later? I don't know that he may not be a great long-term investment. He's certainly a decent short-term investment. Fair enough.
0: Where are
2: you on this, uh, Sean?
0: What's your perspective
2: of Gallagher? right so i was making some points over here and i'll just i just making some jotting down some notes and i'll just continue with those both the thesis and the antithesis as gabe would say first this is pretty much straight from the chelsea academy isn't it like this is pretty much the hallmark of mason mount as in you were talking initially when gabe was talking about this i was like thinking remove palace gallagher include chelsea and mount and we will pretty much that same conversation can continue intelligence pressing weight of passes arriving late in the box and that suddenly reminds me of another player and of pro- pro- probably for a slightly uh, older vintage and that's frank lampard right mm. probably the greatest fpl player of his price ever right his late arrivals his finishing the late in the box and that was actually you know and again uh, Gabe, as I've often mentioned, I do not trust in my own uh, eye test, but I trust in yours. And this did look like exactly very Lampard-esque, right? So, uh, and we all remember what kind of an FPL asset Lampard was. And this mm-hmm. suddenly seems to me that this is, you know, this is some kind of a mini Lampard that we have over here. Again, I'm not I'm not comparing him with somebody that, that kind of an FPL legend as Lampard. But that is, that is kind of where I was getting at. Yeah, this was the note that I was making. The antithesis note when you were making it reminded me of two other points. One, Olise, he is 19 years of age and he's coming into form. And pretty much for almost the entirety of this season so far, the attack of Palaces was, you know, essentially Zaha and Gallagher, right? Now Olise is coming into the team and, you know, he's played a couple of matches and those are like green shoots, right? Mm -hmm. And Eze had a great last season and he's back into fitness as well. And Eze makes a big difference in comparison to somebody like, um, um, what's the other guy, Jordan I.U., right? So suddenly you have three or four outlets, and suddenly those passes from behind, they suddenly have more people to target, and suddenly it's not just two outlets anymore. So again, the thesis, antithesis, the whole Hegelian thing as well, but it looks great. And I, I was making notes, and these made a lot of sense to me. So great stuff,
1: Gabe. Thanks. I mean, the, what, what I will say is, you know, Gallagher uh, has gone on record saying he, he models his game after Lampard. Lampard is his absolute idol. And, and, and it shows, right? It shows he, he has that, that kind of that same kind of spirit. The one thing I'll, I'll, I'll say about Mount is I don't know that Mount has the finishing ability that Gallagher has. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's the one element that's missing. But I agree every other element of the, of the game, it's, it's quite similar. What are your thoughts, Mariner?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I very nearly went that route, actually, with Gallagher, but I ended up thinking I wanted Yotta instead. Um, Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very tough decision. I already own Smith Rowe, of course. So,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, I've got medals for benching him this season, (laughs) many times. Well, what's, you're, you're ranked, like, number 10 in the world for bench points, right? I'm not far off. Someone did one of these comparisons on Premier Fantasy Tools, and I,
0: I smashed them out the park for points on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, I, I think structure might allow, you know, if you certain structures might allow both, but realistically, I want Rafinha. I want Yotta, mm-hmm. I can't fit him in. You can't have them all, but he's a great pick. Yeah. He really is a great pick. I really like him. I love watching him as well. I think, he's, as I say, he's good on the eye. Uh, and yeah. He's a fine player. And I'm sure he's got a brilliant future ahead of him. Yeah. And the other thing I'm going to say, I'm very, very impressed with what um, what's happening at Palace as well. Uh-huh. Very impressed. I mean, you know, yeah. they're doing well. And I think, Sean, you hit the nail on the head, there's players coming back as well. And I think that's going to make even more of a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly wants to watch, I think. Okay, Fabulous. Right, shall we just have 30 seconds? I need to uh, play a little advert, and then I'm just going to exercise my vocal cords with a beer. So hold on a second. If it's going to work, come on. Are you craving more FPL content? Then look no further than allaboutfpl.com. Head over there for weekly articles from some of the top content creators on the planet. So what are you waiting for? Head over to allaboutfpl.com the website for all your fpl needs there we go just a little shout out for our friend surya and the, and the gang shirini and surya across there but all about fpl.com good friends of the pod and uh, yes um always nice to just get 30 seconds just to recharge our batteries very slightly. um okay let's have a look at these fixtures very very quickly because i think we've spoken about a lot of these matchups already in a sense mm. haven't we by just by chatting around. So let's summarise these really quick. I think Manchester United are good for two and a half goals this week. That's my prediction. Um Their second uh, best prediction with respect to uh, the odds at 43%. They have got the best matchup, okay, as well. And you can see that on the screen. And they're up against flat-bottom defence uh, at home. Now, of course, things might change. Uh, but at the moment... um, it's still looking like i think it's i think i back them to bounce back actually that's my perspective this week Chances possibly more likely down the left than the center or right 4.3 3.7 and 3.7 could this be a rashford week mm-hmm. could this be the week for rashford to explode onto the season um you know maybe maybe and you on xg gabe you've got 2.13 so you're you're thinking that they're going to get something as well. And as I say, I mm-hmm. expect a reaction. Um, Sean, let me come to you on this one. Do you expect uh, to see a, a reasonably high-scoring game? Can you see, can you
2: see uh, Manchester United doing perhaps what Liverpool did to Watford? It's possible. Uh, but I'd just like to also say that, um, see, it is possible, right? Uh, there's a gulf of difference between these two teams, right? A considerably better team. Do remember, though, that uh, this is the point where, uh, you know, what is the coach? Uh, What is the manager of Watford's name? Uh, Ranieri now, isn't it? Ranieri. Come on. Yeah. So, Ranieri, this is around the time when (laughs) sometimes you just lose it, right? So So, This is around the time when Ranieri kind of tries to tighten up the defense, right? So, he might actually sit back completely and, you know, try to really play defensive and get a 2-0. So a 2-0 is still a good thing. Uh, Cristiano still gets a goal and perhaps, et cetera. But that isn't like, it is really not something that you'll fall off your chair for, right? So hmm. That is possible too. However, the other the flip side is also very much possible. A 6-1 or a 5-1 is possible. But both options there. The left, I, I,
0: uh, yeah. I think there's yeah. probably, I, I don't think they'll keep a clean sheet. That's the other thing yeah. I would say. I, I do expect them to concede, but I wouldn't Absolutely. be at all surprised if it isn't 4-1. yeah. Yeah. that's my that's my view anyway. Mm-hmm. but yeah, interesting. I mean, there's comments in uh, is saying Rashford might just add to our dilemmas in the next
1: few game weeks. It's entirely possible mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, well, it, the the other thing cool. I'll say is will will all you know that playing against Watford will Ole play a back three or a back four. I think I think that that can affect like that that left hand that left matchup if they play a back three. You know, sure. you, you have you have two up front, and all of a sudden, that left-sided matchup is a wing back. So, so the the, the tactical setup, uh, I think, could make a big difference. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So, anyway, we'll keep going. So, we think I think two and a half goals. So you, do you agree, Sean? By the way, do you agree? Yeah. To two and yeah. a half. You more do or
1: you less? Game? Yeah. No. I'll say no. I'll right,
0: say no. So we're I- two one again. So we're two one in favor of that one, right? So the consensus is yes. Right, next one, Manchester City, two and a half goals. I added this one in, boys. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist it. Uh, It wasn't in the pack originally, but I've put it in now. 49% chance of two and a half goals. They rank second at home, but they are slightly down with respect to the variance, as you can see from the the numbers there. And they're compared to Everton, who are actually seventh defensively away from home at 3.3. But it's still a very, very good matchup. Zone wise, Manchester City on the left and centre looks slightly better at four and three point eight against three point six. NetXG suggests two point three eight. And the experimental NetXG gape predicts three point seven seven. So, and that's the reason why Sleepy Joe has affected me, and I've actually put them in because I'm gonna back your new metric here mm. and go with because I needed something to, shall we say, to rubber stamp the reason why I wanted to go for it. I could see roughly why, but I was just that little bit concerned about Everton maybe making it hard for them. But now I see that I'm thinking, all right, let's go for it. What? Well, please explain why it's predicting so much higher than the other NetXG. So your experimental NetXG is predicting 3.77, and your uh, existing one is predicting 2.38. So I'm putting
1: you straight on the spot. Right. Um, I mean, well <laughs> <laughs> no, that the, uh, the 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 honest answer is I don't know yet,
0: because um, yeah, <laughs> it, it is it is what are it you is doing so, differently.
1: What are you doing so here, differently? Right. So so here's and and this one um special attention here to absurdologist who has made some good comments um on Net XG here in the chat. And we'll connect Absolutely, we'll connect outside yeah. of this later. Um, because although they really are great comments, so the, the experimental NetXG, this is the way NetXG is evolving. Um, again, it's it's a lot of heavy list, lifting from a data perspective, so we need to find a better way to kind of to uh, to build this model. But um, the NetXG experimental NetXG, what it does is it takes a look at each individual shot that that teams make, and and rather than kind of aggregate them, it's it. it It looks at each one of them together with all the other metrics. It also treats expected goals prevented differently. So expected goals prevented is the flip side of expected goals on target. And that's why that's the issue like with NetXG in its current form is that we're using both of those metrics when and and it's almost like doing things twice, kind of. And and it's also like anyway, there's another problem with it. But this is our adaptation from that. And and you can see already like Net XG, if we look at the Net XG predictions, they're all within they're they're quite tight, as you mentioned, Mariner, right? They're all within between like 2.4 and like 0.7. But here we see a much more of a variance. We we can kind of more easily predict clean sheets. Now I don't have the clean sheets, the zeros predicted in there. Don't I would say don't pay attention too much to the predicted score. That's just rounding. Um, and that, that's more for like um. To just to make things look good. But if, if we're th- the idea behind this, what we want to get to, and it's to that we mentioned earlier, rather than say, look, Lester le- um, are predicted zero goals, or le- let's go wolves at 1.45. They're predicted one goal, right? That could be two, right. Um, but what, what I would like to do what where this metric is going is say, look, it, it's a 30% chance of one goal um, 20% or like, like 15% chance of zero goals and 20% chance of two goals, something like that, and have a probability range for the predictions. That's the idea that that's where this is going. You can imagine how kind of like how much work that that is. And this is none of our full-time jobs. So, um, so, but, but yeah, this is, this is just something to track alongside net XG and all, and also to underscore the fact that net XG is a, it's not a product. It's a process. It's, it's an experiment and that's going to always be changing. And hopefully, you know, if we're doing things right, it will always change and evolve and improve. Um, and this, this, this part this experiment has been developed. Thanks to the help, help of um, at FPL underscore Senate, who's a brilliant person and, and has just uh, lended his time and expertise to kind of help me through this. So yeah, 3.77 predicts four goals for, for a city And against Everton, with that, with that, um, with the poor goalkeeping, I can see it. Don't tell me they're going to concede one, though, because I'm going to say they're going to get a clean
0: sheet. 62% chance of a clean sheet, apparently. That's why I've not sold Diaz. One of the Mm -hmm. reasons, anyway. Um, And this, this, but this goes back to. 20% higher than the second best chance but this
1: goes back to like just taking the 0.86 from the net xg and thinking is that a goal or not like it i think that's that's kind of where the cutoff is right is that four or five little chances of
0: you know shooting Mm. from the edge of the box and scuffing shots in which basically uh edison makes a cup of tea and has a slice of cake and then just picks it up with one hand
1: or or is it or is it one big chance that maybe they they could score and then a ton of you know Tiny chances like the one we talked about earlier, the Harvey Barnes yeah. chance, for example. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, and I mean, look at the chances, the, the best odds, right? You know, so City 62%, 20% higher than Chelsea in second and Manchester United at 38, uh, sorry, at 42, and Liverpool and Spurs at 38. So that's where the clean sheets, they're predicting this week. Um, I mean, City's matchup's really, really strong. You know, 1.9 yeah. improving against 4.2 for Everton. Um, they're still DCL-less. You know, Everton might have some chances. They might get something down the flanks, but through the middle, not a great deal at all. Your NETXG has them at 0.86. Sean, do you agree with
2: me? Clean sheet? Yeah, 100%. So, and 100% is a big statement to make, but, you know, pretty much. And I'll tell you another reason for it, and it's a little bit of a historical perspective. This reminds me of those olden days, Man City versus Newcastle games where Newcastle concedes. Uh, so this was when Rafa was the coach of Newcastle. Where Newcastle would concede early, but after that, they'd totally sit back, right? They'd not attack at all till about the 85th minute, right? And Man City would be pretty happy with you know with making those sporadic forays up front, maybe getting one more goal and then uh, pretty much just 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 playing on the back foot, just easing out a little bit. So mm-hmm. I see a clean sheet, absolutely. I totally. see an early goal and I see, I see a clean sheet.
0: Good. I hope so. I really hope so. I will be. You'll probably hear the scream from India if they concede. (laughs) (laughs) I will not be. I will not be impressed this week if that happens.
2: And probably a scream back, you know, because I have those two guys as well. (laughs) See, I have all defenders. So all the defenders about five point five.
0: All right. I'll keep going. Gabe, we'll bring you back on this one. Liverpool. (laughs) Two and a half goals against Arsenal. I'll, I'll maybe give Sean the chance to respond here. Um, but they're only 35% chance for two and a half goals or more. But they is still the second best matchup. Liverpool 2.1. Um, first for attack at home. Okay. Uh, and Arsenal eighth for defense away. So that's not too bad. So it's this isn't so much. Everton being bad, oh, sorry, Arsenal being bad. This is the fact that just Liverpool are just so good, although Arsenal's defence is getting worse somewhat compared to where they were. was um, expected to get five chances the chances down that right. Five again, uh, very solid. Trent as well, of course. You know, 4.1 from the left, as we've said before. The next, G doesn't like it, but I've seen enough. I think it's two and a half
1: goals. Gabe, do you see two and a half goals or not? Before I answer, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to ask Sham. Sham, who's going to play left-back?
2: I'd like Tavares to play. You know what? I had, you know, okay, I might be beat up. I, I might totally get beat up by other Arsenal fans for this, but I really have liked Tavares. And I, I cannot say the same thing about um, Tierney all the time right mm-hmm. so Gabe, we had had this discussion earlier right mm-hmm. you know i am not i am not as huge a tierney fan as so many other arsenal uh, arsenal supporters and tavares has been excellent i i hope tavares plays and really he's been so good as in really it should be his spot to lose but then tierney is tierney right the next arsenal captain and all that so i i'd want it to be uh, tavares but i do believe that it will be tierney
1: hmm.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting. we saw Ramsdale Ramsdale masterclasses incoming from Mike in the chat.
1: Yeah, probably, especially if I don't play in. Um, I, so, so to to answer your question, mayor I, I I don't see, I don't, I don't think it's going to be more than two goals. And I, I, I you know, our, Arsenal is. It says their defense is worse, but you know, we we talked about this last night. It's worse compared to last season. Still, it's it's not like they're getting worse this season. If anything, they're improving this season. So I, I think that that variance is going to start getting smaller and, and eventually go to the positive. I think while I have had my criticisms of Tierney, as as you well know, Sham he sends mm-hmm. the same frigging cross into the box every time, regardless if there's someone there. There's not anyone there if there's someone's going to get to it, which nobody ever does. I have problems with Tierney, and, and I love what I've seen from Tavares going forward. But I think he's a little bit impetuous, young, um he could, and, he could, and skin, he could get skinned alive he, if he's even in the right position to get skinned alive I yeah, think he could yeah, lose positioning and Mo could, Mo could sneak into some spaces but if it's Tierney I think Tierney since he's had more experience at left center back as well I think he will be more defensively sound and and if Tierney starts I say I don't predict Liverpool to score more than two goals if Tavares starts I could see three
0: I I just think that I mean look at if if Ramsdale turns up and has a stormer, then they, they might not concede three goals. But, but this remember this fixture difficulty looks at chances and you know what would have happened against Leicester if Ramsdale hadn't have turned, you know, hadn't have turned up that day, you know. You know, you've got to think of it that way. So for me, they are prone to concede chances. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So that's what this fixture difficulty is saying. They're conceding more chances now than they than they were. Um, so yeah, you just have to think of it in that in that context, really. So anyway, we we'll so We do have a. There's, there's another.
1: Just sorry. really quickly, because Mike Halpin, he's a, he's an Arsenal fan. He he's commenting he, that both Tierney and Tavares could play, which right. I, I guess is uh, is possible.
2: Okay. Three Whoops. in the back.
1: Yeah.
0: Two. My mouse is playing up there, it must be to do with a cat, right? Um, predicted clean sheet now. I'm going to go with Liverpool. <laughs> this is just for you,
1: Sean. <laughs> Three, nil, no, huh? Three, nil.
0: No. <laughs> no, look, I'll tell you what I'm saying it's they've got fourth best odds at 38%. Their rankings 10th now for defence, Liverpool. It's improving, look, minus 1.5 versus Arsenal away. 4.6, ranked 19th defensively, right? Uh, Attacking-wise, sorry, I should say. That's 2.2 worse. Now, if you look at that in context, that if you look at the, the matchup for the recent, and it's on the international show uh, matchups, because of the, the fixture difficulty, when we showed it there, we only showed the last six game weeks of the fixture difficulty, didn't we, Gabe? It's actually over three, the, fixture, the, the matchup. In Liverpool's favour, if you look at the current fixture difficulties instead of the the longer period of it. So, what I'm saying is, this is really strong for Liverpool, actually. It's Mm -hmm. a lot stronger than it looks. And I'm actually surprised it's only 38%. Maybe they're just thinking that, you know, Arsenal are going to turn a corner a bit and get something. But as it stands, it looks to me that it's a fairly solid shout for a clean sheet this week. So, I wouldn't be at all surprised if. Trent here doesn't get a double return. I would love it if he did, of course. Mm. Um, Liverpool, uh, you say you see, you know, 0.9 game with NetXG
1: for Arsenal. Our... Oh. Yeah, I, I'm going to give them a goal. Um, it's not just because of the net xG factor here, but <laughs> yeah, I'm disagreeing with you a lot. Well, in fairness, the, the predictions have been wrong a lot lately, Marin or someone. Well, I disagree with you. Say,
0: so what we do is if we go one, one of us is going to be right. Exactly. We that? Then, then we
1: can promote the show because it's one <laughs> yeah, of us yeah, is right. Exactly. That,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> no, but yeah. I, I'm going to go with with Arsenal because of the not just the net xG, but also that the uh, the central zonal matchup. The yeah, three point eight down the three point eight down the center. Um and, and somebody mentioned in the chat, I don't know where it is, um someone said that Klopp had mentioned that it's more likely that Robertson plays than Henderson. And and I think Henderson's experience will you know, and I don't know. Um I, I think there could be opportunities in the middle, in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
0: Do you fancy Arsenal to nip a goal? Sean Tough to say, no. No, you don't. You don't like it. You don't like the idea. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I mean, you yeah. as you, it, as you, it, you, I, you just accept. You just. I think it's like me when I follow Grimsby. Right, that if I expect that, you know, if I expect nothing, then it, it, I don't get upset. Yeah,
2: yeah, pretty much that. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> it. I'd, I'd I'd be delighted if Arsenal does really well and uh, we sneak in a one-all or something like that, or maybe a sneaky one-nil win. I'd be delighted. But the stats do not really match up with that. You know, Arsenal, you know what? And again, if Arsenal loses 1-0 or Arsenal loses 2-0, I'll not be disappointed. This is this is part of the process. This team is a developing team, the youngest in yeah. the league. Mm-hmm. So I, I can live with this. Should as I long as there Smith- is progress. Yeah. Should I bench Smith-Rowe? Who would you play instead?
0: Yeah. Uh- that's a very very good question actually. It probably it, well, I, I'll have to I'll have to tell you that's out off the show, but I mean, at the moment Smith Rose sat second on the bench, not first. Right. Let's yeah. way. Oh, okay. yeah. again. he's behind Huang this time. Right. right.
2: Oh, Huang. So, you know, but West Ham always concedes, right? They do well, but they always they
0: win yeah, but like they concede on the, the bench game. as well at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a benching headache or two, but as someone, yeah, as someone yeah. kindly pointed out on my Twitter earlier on, oh, you've got a benching headache. I said, I'd sooner have a benching headache than a Christmas headache, I said. That was my auntie. There, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> anyway, let's see. I mean, look, I'm a past master at benching Smith Row for points. So if I bench him, he will score. It's a guarantee. Um, well, as all right, as long as your team is performing, it's okay, I mean, right? Stupid yeah. mouse. Um,
2: yeah. Sorry, say again. So I said, as long as your team is doing well, it's okay, right? If you have some points. Yeah, to yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, very quickly, I, th- I think it would be a
0: remiss of us not to cover, not to talk about Spurs a little bit um, today because there's obviously been a lot of uh, chit-chat about Spurs and the the fixtures and this, that and the other and that Leeds being such a great fixture. Well, I'm going to tell you it's not such a great fixture. Uh, and to be honest with you, uh, the odds don't support it either twenty three percent for two and a half goals for Spurs and actually a better chance for clean sheet at thirty eight percent um Spurs ranked seventh at home for attack uh three ranked three against eleventh Leeds defense three point four and they're improving and Spurs defense is sixteenth at three point nine against Leeds attack away at twelve at four getting worse It's a really neutral matchup guys. Um Gabe, out of those three there, Mr. Rafinha, Mr. Kane, and Mr. Sun, who's gonna be the top point scorer in this game week?
1: That's not cool, man. What are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm... so
0: deliberate. I've got to nail you down to actually get some prediction out of you today. I'm absolutely determined to get a prediction out of you.
1: You are, aren't you? I okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a prediction. Um, I'm going to say, damn, I have to give you a prediction. It's so hard for me, dude. I am going to say son. Right. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's so close. I mean, look, it's, I, I,
0: I, I, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up. You see on this, comp, on this topic, right? We look at the matchups for, for leads and we see, 3.9 on the left, 3.4 on the center, 3.5 on the right. Now that doesn't necessarily support Rafinha, right? Not that much. Unless he goes to the left, which he could quite easily just drift across to the left and go across there and start causing havoc on that side, right?
1: Yeah, and and that that's why it was so it's so difficult to make a prediction here because I mean when you're looking at I, I think they're gonna score Relatively, somewhat evenly. I think they're going to be somewhat equal in in their in their points results this week. But then you look at the price, right? And Hafenia is still grossly underpriced. He's mid sixes versus Son 10+, 10, 10 and and Kane even even more. So, you know, if you were picking one, I'd probably. It's it's tough it's tough because Hafina's fixtures um, get really tough when the, with the fixture crunch. So you may want to go for for Son. I went for Son myself over over Hafina. So that's why I'm, that's where I'm gonna land my prediction on. And then when we're looking at the net XG, we see Spurs at one point seven three. Now you know Spurs the Spurs of this season. I'd say that's one goal. The Spurs of seasons past, are like historic Spurs with Son three and Kane, I yes, that could be two guys. or three goals. Right. Yeah. So. We're going to learn a lot from this game. Is is I think the the lesson.
0: I, I do you know what? I'm going to go with a high scoring game. I'm going to go with three two.
1: Hmm. To Leeds. <laughs> I I think I think Bielsa is going to move Hafnia <laughs> around. I don't think Hafnia is going to get stuck on the right hand side or the left. I think he'll he'll be moved tactically in different game situations. I'll, and I'll, I'm going to go I'll for go a low through. scoring. I'm going to go for a low scoring draw one one. No, I will tell you what, I'm going to change it. I was, I was, that was
0: joking, really. I just wanted to see if anyone re- would react. I think no, I, I think three two, but I think I will go with Spurs. I'm going to fancy, i fancy Harry Kane coming back from having from feasting on the international break um, and coming back. And I think this might be the week that they turn the corner.
1: Are you saying that because you got Kane? Yes, it is. Oh, Absolutely, okay. I'm
0: hoping for the best. <laughs> I'm hoping for the
1: best and planning for the worst.
0: Is that, is yeah. that the right bit? I'm already thinking about how I'm going to sell him.
1: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that the Kane conversations always bring up, well, how do I sell Kane? How do I get rid of him? <laughs> well, Kane to Ronaldo, don't worry. I'm not keeping Kane. It's like, okay, you love him, but you don't want to keep him, okay? No, right, no. right, sure. Anyway, but no, Kane, could
0: obviously become, Kane could obviously become Ronaldo and Rafinha mm-hmm. could obviously become someone like Bowen or perhaps Ben Rama or someone like that when I go back to them in about game week 16 as well. F-
1: and someone, Banger. Like Quang,
0: someone like Huang could easily become
1: king. Sure. FPL Banger in the, the chat forward? brings up a good point. Um Haffina versus Spurs with no skip and no and no Christian Romero is a tasty prospect. I agree well, with that.
0: The only thing is oh. is Rafinia tends to just score once. He doesn't haul. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. he's I don't even know why he's on our show. We're called net that haul. Not net the hall, remember. Yeah. And um point. you know, where, why
2: why is Rafinha on it? When was has he ever had a double return? Can, can I son- don't think he's ever had one. I don't oh, think he's ever on. had one. Come on, son, to this week's the one.
0: <sighs> Did he? He's just come back on his private jet.
1: But yeah. one goal is nine points. I I one one goal, nine points.
0: Two goals is fifteen point
1: <laughs> point. points per goal points per per goal ratio is high so i think i consider one goal for Hafinha with nine points a haul. i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i don't i'm sorry i want
0: double. (laughs) oh you need that extra one to
1: get the double digits come on i'm very greedy
0: um i'm (laughs) gonna put the alchemist on because we're at one hour 30 game we were trying to get out of here by one hour 30. we haven't done the captaincy yet Right, mm. Alchemist, over
1: to you, Oh dear, oh dear. oh, yes. this is this is for all the the Tony sellers out there. and right. and and then, the quote is for all Tony sellers as well. Um, The Alchemist pick this week is Ivan Tony. If someone isn't what others want them to be, the others become angry. Um and I didn't start the season with Ivan Tony, um, and I was praying that he wouldn't bang initially. and that um that vision came to fruition. But I think this is, I think this is his time. So the way I see Ivan Tony is he's he's a very reactive player. He doesn't like to maintain possession a lot, right? And what he's been doing is he's been dropping. He's been linking play to Mbomo. But against Newcastle, I think Ivan Tony's is going to be receiving the ball much higher up the pitch. Newcastle is susceptible down the center. So I don't think Tony's is going to need to drop as much um especially if eddie howe comes in with an expansive brand of football i think tony will see himself in good positions and will punish sellers this week
0: yeah so have you are you the one are you the one mariner says have you have you you me? have you prematurely thrown your tony out of the cot
1: Don't throw your Tony out the cot.
0: <laughs> don't throw your Tony, I mean the Teddy, out of the cot. Did you rage him out last week? Because if you did, Gabe is saying mm-hmm. it could be a serious problem.
1: I hope it is. I don't own him. I put my <laughs> <hope he> blanks. <laughs>
0: I've, held on to, I've held on to Tony.
1: Let's go, Sean. It's Tony time. Yeah.
0: It's Tony time. Look, I I actually think he's a sell, he's a fairly easy sell going forwards. And there's a lot of people starting to question where is the value in the forwards now? And I think that is a reasonable question. Mm -hmm. So I think Tony perhaps is a a fairly reasonable sell after this week. Mm. I wouldn't necessarily say this week. All right. Let's have a look at captaincy then. So, how is the metric doing? Well, it's actually improving finally. We're at 73%. It's still captaining in Salah. It's very boring, right? It loves Salah. It's going to love him for weeks yet. Yeah, it's. Been, I reckon it might be another three or four weeks before it goes away from him. <laughs> it's a bit but the captaincy is a bit boring, but I think what we want to start looking at now is vice captaincy. who's going to be who's going to be the vice captain because Salah, at some stage is going to get a arrest, I'm sure. In one of these Greeks coming up soon is mm-hmm. going to get a arrest. Well the captaincy were 196 points, we're at 17.8 points per game week. 73% hit rate. Thank you, Mo Salah. He's not necessarily tearing trees up at the moment, but he doesn't need to when he scores 48 points, 26 points, 24, and 34 in previous weeks, right? And I mean, the one the- week we didn't go with him when we went for Lukaki, we banged as well. Hmm. Interesting, right? Hmm. Um community poll. Which way do you think the community poll goes before I actually put it on this? Here's a, here's a quick straw poll for you guys. What's Salazio going to be this week, Sean? Ah, uh, 180. 170, 180, around 170,
2: there. 180. Gabe?
0: 150. Yeah, I think I'm probably with you. I think it's probably around 150, and I'll tell you why. Because the poll has finally started to just show a little bit of something Aww. else coming out. And that is actually <laughs> Harry Kane, Interesting. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I am so shocked with that. And I'll tell you why I'm shocked. Because Ronaldo is a, a far, far better option than Kane for captions mm-hmm. this week. And I'll come on to that in a second. I, I love um, Sean's
1: sigh of disappointment when he sees Harry Kane. It's like, Oh, okay.
0: Kane. Kane, yeah. <laughs> well, so we've got just for the benefit of the podcasters, Salah, 64%. Kane, 18%. Son, 9%. Ronaldo, 5%. And KDB, 4%. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, Ronaldo away mm-hmm. at Watford, Away at Watford, right, with a 2.6 fixture difficulty, with green all over the chances and the zonal match, matchups, right? Mm-hmm. And probably with a bloody nose and ready to come back and cause chaos. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Um, yeah, 5% of you thought he was a viable captain. The metric also thinks he's a viable captain, but not quite the metric pick. Not quite. It's the closest we've been to a conversation on the captain since the start of October, Gabe, isn't it? Right. Mm.
1: Only two part, only two points apart since the beginning of October when the, the metric captain Lukaku, like October 2nd or something like that, 2nd yeah. or 3rd, ever since then, it's been Salah by uh, running away with it. It's not even a conversation. For the yeah. first time in weeks, it's a conversation. And then the, the community conversations are with... Kane versus Salah, and uh, that's just really confusing to me.
0: Well, I mean, well, the fixture difficulty doesn't like them, for a start. You look at the Spurs, you see the fixture difficulty, there are 102.9 against Ronaldo, 119.7. So the large proportion of this, if you compare uh, Kane and Son against Ronaldo, the large proportion of this is actually to do with the, um, the fixture difficulty, really. But also, mm-hmm. you know, Ronaldo's form, 7.7, Against Suns five and Kane's five, so again, look, Ronaldo's forms per ninety is still better at home than Mm -hmm. than. uh, Well, he's at home. He's sorry, he's away. That's his seven point. That's his away form against Spurs. His against their their home forms, right? So, look, for me, I'm quite surprised that Ronaldo isn't in more in isn't in more discussions this week. Actually, I mean, it's obvious why Salah is top. It's it's so obvious. Forty-two percent haul, ninety-two percent return. Now, he's returned eleven out of the last twelve games. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Incredible. It's it's incredible, incredible. right? It's just absolute madness, and that's why he stands out above any of the other Liverpool assets. Look, miles ahead of Mane and Yotta. And that's another thing which is really noticeable, Gabe. That's that's increased, hasn't it? That that was narrow before, and now that is really wide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you so you you basically got Salah, and then a gaggle of Manchester United players in Ronaldo, Fernandez, and Greenwood. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: interesting. I, I will think? say I, I will say there's a shout for a Man City player as as, De Bruyne, as a captain. De Bruyne. De Bruyne.
0: Well, I mean, yeah.
1: I, which one? That's yeah. That's the question, right? <laughs>
0: I mean, look. I only own Cancelo, and I mean, look, he's not not bad, right? 60% chance or 59% chance of a clean sheet, according to these are these are Hub numbers, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, 59% chance of a clean sheet, according to Hub, and 28% uh, and 28% chance of a, a goal or an assist. So, yeah, that's by no means a a bad matchup, really. But look, I mean, at midfield, I just wouldn't know which one to go for, really. That's the big problem I've got there. I don't
2: own Foden, so I try not to think about him too much. Really, mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> and that's the best way of playing the game. By the way, that's absolutely the best way of playing the game. Yeah, you can only yeah. you can only control your own team, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I try not I try not to worry too much about it. And yeah. uh, what do you think, Sean? Are, are you are you? I, I mean, obviously, you're, I'm sure you're a Salah owner.
2: Yeah, you, I'm a Salah unless owner.
0: I... Unless you've got three yeah. Liverpool defenders, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've got Trent, Robbo and Salah. And I right. will captain okay. Salah. It's cool, yeah. but but that's that's one thing. Uh, listen, I'm an Arsenal fan. If this game week I would have had Ronaldo, so I could have I could have considered Cristiano for sentimental reasons. Again, I do not play it the sentimental way actually, but for sentimental reasons I could have considered, considered Cristiano. It's a it's a it's a really good fixture, and you know if you assume that Man United will win, you'd assume that Cristiano will at least get something. Now Salah might yeah, get yeah. a
0: bigger hole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, absolutely. There's a question, I wonder where Reese James would feature if he was in the metric. Not very high this week because the fixture's not great for him. Mm-hmm. 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 That's why he is in the metric. Yeah, I've only shown the top few deliberately because this is the really the conversation's only about these about right. these players this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, first legitimate captaincy conversation for some time, guys. Um, and i am very interested in seeing whether you know, it, we had this conversation earlier gabe didn't didn't we um if you owned sala yotta and trent and you happened to own ronaldo mm. would you would you oh man it's so i think ronaldo, is just owning ronaldo enough
1: so I think that the way you paint that picture, that, that context, I think it's, it's feasible depending on what your goals are, where, where you're ranked and and what you expect from the season and all of that. I personally wouldn't because I'm following the metric this season. And so I'm at 17 point, whatever points uh, per game week for a captain last season at this stage, I was at 10 that's, that's (laughs) after the, after doubling. So my captains had averaged five points. So I'm I'm not going anywhere. Differential for captains. I'm captaining with the herd. The way I play is I don't want if I can avoid it. I don't want any player that returns to work neg- that I own to work negatively against me. So if a player is over hundred percent EO, then that's going to be my captain because I want to no, cheer played for played everyone.
0: My captain mm-hmm. as well. I don't own Ronaldo anyway. But look, I'm I'm I'm, I'm playing with everybody a little bit because as i say, the one thing that always strikes me is that don't ever forget the fact that what is the percentage of people who actually own trent and salah is quite low what is the proportion of people who own trent salah and yotta very low very low right very low low. that's Mm -hmm. equally a very big differential so it could easily if yotta actually gets involved or trent gets involved in some of salah's returns that nets off some of the losses that you might get, you might have if you didn't captain Salah, right? Right,
2: absolutely. But
0: I'm I'm not recommending it. I'm just I'm being just being a little bit logical about it. That if you owned mm-hmm. all three and you fancied a, ch- a bit of a a bit of, well a lot of a gamble, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. of Salah's ownership, it, it's not the you know it, it is just think just doable, but I not for me. I wouldn't do it personally. I, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It was not the way I played the game.
2: Yeah, neither would I. Neither would I
0: probably. All right, any questions then, just before we finish? Because we've been one 143. game. we were trying to get out of here an hour and a half. That's never going to happen when we've got Shaman. And... <laughs> Let's blame Shaman. <laughs> no, we all
1: blame Shaman Shaman's, Shaman's been sitting quietly for like 20 minutes. We're going to blame yeah. you anyway, I mean, Shaman.
0: He right. said a lot. Yeah,
2: That's all right. I can um, live with that.
0: Have we got any questions, guys? Can you, can you
1: see any? Yeah, we have one from T. Banky here um, at uh, 34 past the hour. Hafina out for – is it Cornet or is it Cornet? Where's this guy from? Well, it
0: depends. It's if it's you're from Gurnsby, it's right? Cornet. Cornet. Cornet, Cornet. Cornet. <laughs> as in ice cream. <laughs> it's a Cornetto.
1: Yeah, uh, ice cream uh, Cornet, you know. Hafnia mm-hmm. out for Cornet over the next four game weeks. Thoughts? start out
2: or, oh, now. You go first. You go first.
0: I would. I think Rafinha is still talismanic, and I think he's got two very good fixtures in 14 and 15. I would hold him.
2: Mm. Rafinha out for nobody for the entire season, unless he gets injured. That's my plan <laughs> nice for Rafinha. I might
0: sell- no, actually, I- I'm not necessarily with you on that. I might yeah. sell him for a West Ham asset, because I'm fancying double or even triple West Ham over the Christmas period. Wow.
1: Interesting. Um, I-, I would say no to that as well. I- yeah. I- I agree with Sean. I think Hafinia is one of the the best priced assets in the game. So exactly. I, he could he could be sold for in the short term, not for a player like Cornet. Unless I think we need more context with that move. Like what what are, what are you using the money on? Cornet. Cornet. There. Cornet. 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 Like a horse.
0: Nay, nay, like a horse. <laughs> Cornet. <laughs> God, I mean, uh, we are so bad at name.
1: Like like the horn. Cornet. We Let's call it so Cornet. Cornet. Speak. I, I pride myself on my on my names. Good God!
0: Right, here's an exciting move for the international break from Blue Nicks '99 downgrade Damari Gray to Norman Gordon Basuma Gilmore Brownhill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: we just lost about a hundred subscribers with this question. Thanks, Nick. <laughs> Mariners going down the mud again. Um, I. He's gone, man. <laughs> <Get back. laughs> he's, he's really he's gone. gone. now. me. <laughs> yeah. We can hear you, but thankfully we can't see you. I, I'm going to say Basuma. I like him the best. He's good. Yeah. Let's make it a yeah. quick hit.
0: Mm, uh,
1: not interested in. Anything. We 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 all agree in Basuma. Nick, go for it. Basuma's the guy. Yeah, yeah abs- absolutely.
0: Goal week. Goal goalkeeper.
1: Forget. Well, oh, hang on. Just jump this goal week. Goalkeeper
0: for game week twelve. Mariner goalkeeper for game week 12 oh my goodness me (laughs) ramsdale versus steel i i I own ramsdale and i'm thinking about playing steel (laughs) i'm not do you know what i've not even looked at the matchups yet to see which one's the best did we actually see that did we look at that did we look at the bright at at Brighton against i'm gonna go right i never
1: I'll try and get through all your slides here, Gabe. There's hundreds of the damn things. Um, <laughs> that's just about half of them. There are more that are going in the article. <laughs> there's, there's a set piece one. Somebody commented on Gallagher's set pieces just so, with well, one. My... Defense,
0: yeah, actually, yeah. Brighton's defense is 0.9 ranked, fixed difficulty against Arsenal, as I expected, was very bad at minus yeah, 2.1.
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah. think I might have a little dabble this week. I think mm. I might go on steel. Mm. But I mean, I don't know what what he's looking at for his for his goalkeeper. Of course, I, I, th-
1: mean, I think if um, if he's looking to pick a goalkeeper up, who would you bring in? Good
0: God, I reckon match the day is going to be the the, the worst game of the weekend. Is going to be up at um, up at uh, Burnley. Burnley, Burnley so Palace. I'm going to say, going to say Gaeta
2: <laughs> and a nil nil draw. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's the terrible. Yeah, a fair.
0: It, it could easily be last on match of the day that game it's always mm-hmm. they, they it used to be Hull city all yeah. the time, didn't it they yeah. were always last much yeah. to my enjoyment. any others?
1: Adam uh, Ramanathan Ramanathan has a, a question there. Adam Armstrong maybe to start It's got yeah. a good matchup that good central He's got matchup a brilliant yeah.
0: matchup uh, my wife yeah. sold him which is fabulous last week obviously <coughs> he return that was that she nearly, she nearly delivered the baby. it was hilarious.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, See, I have a point here. See, <clears throat> right before uh, Broyer got injured, Breyer was getting the full uh, was starting, right? Mm-hmm. And Adam Armstrong was not. And then Armstrong came back and scored a goal. So even though Armstrong might very well start, he might not be playing the full game. That's what mm-hmm. pretty much happened in the last game as well. So would you want a 70 minute Armstrong? I don't know. As an even against Norwich?
1: Yeah, I'd probably find a. A, a better option that there's another question involving adam armstrong by absurdologists uh start one of armstrong smith and livermental
0: Armstrong, smith row or livermento is livermento fit
1: uh yeah i who got yes I, yes i got a notification i think this morning romanathan's um, question was was ah. at absurdologist so apologies for that so out of those, I start Livermento. Easy, easy yeah. choice Livermento for me. I've
0: lost too yeah. many points with him on the bench already this season. Yeah. Never, never again. Five at the back for me this week.
2: 100%. Maren is turning into me. Look, I am. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Banger is asking, FPL Banger, Foden or Jota the better transfer in this week? Klopp just said Bobby is getting closer, whatever that means.
2: What?
1: This uh, 50, at 50 past what? the hour. What?
0: what do you mean? What do you
1: mean closer? Well, I mean, obviously, he's getting closer. He's not getting further away.
0: We just told us he's going to be out for eight weeks.
1: But he's getting closer. He's closer to, to, oh, now so than he was Christmas. yesterday. Exactly. So, so, so,
2: so, so, it's Christmas. seven weeks is closer it, than eight weeks. Brilliant. It was
1: Chinese New Year. <laughs> it's it's like those comments. Like well. This player is getting older. It's like, well, yeah, we're all getting older. It's like
2: six
0: <laughs> comments start, that mean nothing. do start. I'm just about to bring Yotter in. I've already brought him in once for Firmino and he only lasted two weeks. Now I'm gonna have to do it again, and then look what's gonna happen. Don't you dare do that to me, Klopp. Um I I, I mean, look, I, I mean I don't know now if I've if I've just heard that, I would have said Yotta by a, a, a easy, easy choice. And the, the thing, the reason why I really like Yotter is because we've got the AFCON coming up as well. So, eventually, we're going to lose Salah and Mane for a period of time and Yota, providing he stays fit, if Firmino take is out for a while, Yota could be a really long-term option, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, if it's the AFCON, it doesn't even matter if Ferminio is fit or not. Jota no, but still play,
0: right? the other two have gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. But well, that's the point. The yeah. other two have gone. So, yeah. then there's more chance of Yota still you know, not yeah. being rotated because he obviously is a bit of a... He's yeah. a bit, of a myth, isn't he? Yeah. And we have a Donny, question from
1: Lennox. Oh, sorry, Go
0: ahead. Donny's got a question here. Views on moving to a back five, Sean. Um, I know what you're going to say here. Trent, Cancelo, James, Chilwell, and and Royal Reggie. Royal Reggie sounds like some yeah. of the craze.
2: It's uh, <laughs> that's
0: Reggie. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah Long. Yeah. Royal versus Royal with cheese versus Long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Are you, I mean, you are you all for a a, a yeah,
2: monstrous at the back, Sean. Yeah, I would expect you would be. Look, I have Trent and Robo and uh, Diaz and Cancelo and James. So that's yeah. a, that's a more expensive backline that he has, and I have that team at this moment. So what what are we talking about? right? <laughs> so he's on, saying yes. On? <laughs> but I, actually, I, I have I actually considered. Think, yeah, sorry. I, I actually no,
0: you're all right. I actually think though that. There's so much value in players like Romento. I think you can do with four of them. Mm, yeah, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's my that. that's my view. I think you can get away with four. Yeah,
2: um, no, you truly can. The only the only point that I have over here is that I have considered Jota versus uh, Robertson, and I've kind of picked Robertson. So uh, that's that's pretty much that. Nothing else. So it's mm-hmm. like just picking a picking the third Liverpool, Liverpool player one against the other. Right, I've I've been
0: been You've Robertson. been so patient
2: with Robertson. he has been crap. Uh, well, he hasn't. You know, if you if, if you look at the stats, you'll see that if you put Robertson's and Shimikas's points together, that'll be about the fifth highest scoring defender. Thanks to, so, Shimikas. Thanks yeah, to Shimikas. Thanks to Shimikas, not, Simikas. not yeah, thanks to Robertson. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's, fair, enough. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but
1: the, we'll get done for bullying. We'll yeah, get yeah, done yeah. for bullying next. I, day. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't wait to bring our next guest on. We can beat him up. I mean, <laughs> <to> be honest, <laughs> look,
0: I ran. You know these power tables that I ran. Robertson was last. What?
2: Wow. Last I've I've hated uh, watching Robertson
1: this season. It's been it's, painful to watch.
2: But I just give two examples, right? The the uh, two game weeks back, and and, and I noticed these because I've, I I own this guy right. Two game weeks back, there was this cross that came in from uh, TAA where uh, with Jota headed in, Robertson was right behind him, right. So if Jota wouldn't have been there, it was a Robertson goal. Last last game week, uh, Robertson makes a cross which Mane gets. It's a one against the goalkeeper. He hits straight into the goalkeeper. These are all points, right? These are all technically points that could have come to me, but they haven't. So I'm being patient.
0: Yeah. You are so patient. You're okay. far more patient than me. i this computer would have been out the window by now.
1: Let's, <laughs> let's, let's power through some more questions here quick, uh, so quicker, we can get to all of them. Rapid we have a question fire. from Amund. Still got double Chelsea defense in Chilwell and James, but considering to downgrade Chile, maybe to Mitchell, and upgrade Vardy or Amid. Thoughts?
0: I wouldn't downgrade Chilwell anytime soon. That would be me. Not for Mitchell. I would stick with Vardy if that was your option.
1: I agree. But Leicester's fixtures will be turning. Um, I, I think the the delta going from Chilwell to Mitchell will be greater than the delta going uh, upgrading Vardy to Kane.
2: Chilwell is a brilliant pick.
1: Yeah, I agree. I'm not um, James. There's another question from Lennox Desborough. Jota or Kane in for a minus four would be Jota for... Rafinha, Rafinha slash Bernardo or Kane for Vardy. Oh, jo- um, which one? Bring in Jota or bring in Kane for the minus four? I wouldn't take Rafinha out. So I, I, I think I the biggest him. delta is Bernardo. Bernardo out, Jota in. Yeah, possibly. But you could get away with it. You don't like Kane anyway, so you're going to be biased. It's not so much that I'm, I'm looking. I mean, I think I think Kane. Either Kane or Son is, is a good pick. I understand why somebody would want to go with one of them. And obviously for your team, Mariner, it was easier to get to Kane. I, I have no problem with that. For me, it's, it's the, the, the players you're replacing. And I think Bernardo Silva, while he's had an incredible season, I think from an FPL perspective, he's, he's the most suspect out, out of those three that he's looking to move out. So that's the one I would move. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Nothing right. to add. All right. What else do we got? Very quickly, we need to get out of here in less than four minutes because I want to be under two hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um here's one, Romanthan. Uh start Gallagher or Mitchell if you have both. That's interesting.
1: Hmm. Gallagher. Start the attacker. Gallagher yeah. I, And I I I expect Burnley to score. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Cornetto might score.
0: <laughs> Mr. Ice Cream, that's his new name. Cornet. Um, um. Cornet, 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 as in the horse, as in the horse goes nay, right? That's what it's cornet. I must remember. I really am destroying people's names. Um, who else have we got? Anyone else? Any other questions before we get out? Of
1: here? I think there was one from a late one coming in from Sonaldo. Uh, All right. I'm going to ask a classic FPL YouTube comment question. Mbomo, Tony, Juan, Livermento, start two. Bumo. Bumo. Tony Juan Livermental start two start two this is an easy one So here's
2: my question you have held on to uh, Bumo and uh, Tony for this while right <laughs> why don't you like to why wouldn't you play that out right yeah. let the move play out it's uh, it's Newcastle you've held him on for Newcastle play the move out why right? and then we can see the next game week.
0: Them I they I absolutely agree with you. I was going to say the self same thing. Play him. I'd just be worried sick about Livermento on the bench because Tony, Tony and
1: Liver, Tony and Livermento for me.
0: Yeah, no, that it's, the it's, only it's, thing which would it's, worry it's, me yeah. is Livermento sat on the bench. Mm-hmm. If that was the case. Livermento would be first bench, and hope yeah. you know, and, and hope. I, d- and it, I and don't, it, don't
1: think you need to double up on on Brentford in in I poor form. Um, yeah,
0: I, I mean, look, we, I agree with Sean though. If you've gotten why not just give him a go? It's actually a very, very nice differential. If it pays off, it could... And look, you know, um, Norwich, you manager, he didn't play FPL for long, did he? By the time I did that VOD, he'd already got a new job.
1: <laughs> you told Dean Smith to go try FPL for a I while without Dean a job, and then he a got a job?
2: I <laughs> I I, I don't. I,
1: I think Tony and Livermanto, um I think, for me, it's an easy choice. Like, I, there's no reason to double up on a team that's not in form, uh, a player that hasn't been able to really put it in the back of the net, while another player that keeps getting clean sheets, gets a random goal. You might as well diversify the assets, in my opinion.
0: I know what you mean, but I'm just of the opinion that if you've got them, just play them and just just be done with it, right? Because then you're probably going to move them out. That that would be me. I think I I, I, I quite fancy what well, funny feeling they might get something this week. Your your NetXG suggests they're gonna get something. You're going against your own thing
1: again. I'm going for Tony. <laughs> Tony's the man. And and Bumo, I, I just I just think in this game against against that type of defense that allows a lot of space in front of their back line and in, in the center of the field, I, I think um, Mbumo won't be the one making those runs into there. I, I think um Thomas Frank is gonna is gonna switch it up and push Tony a little bit higher and drop Mbomo, especially against an easy defense. That's what I would do. I, I I like I like Tony way more than Bumble. What score is it going to be? 2-1. <laughs> 2-1 Brentford.
2: I, I'm going to get some predictions out of here at some stage this. You are, I'll tell you some... I I lo- I love it how Chris is just putting, you know, game onto the spot Exactly. Yeah, uh, uh,
0: yeah, we know each other too well yeah, now. It's to true. Now, Sean, yeah. I'm afraid we've been on this show far too
1: long. And you know, well, far, far too far long. Too long. We're room. about to hit two hours, man. You're we gonna, are you're gonna we lose are your going. shit. It's
0: time to go. So uh Sean, thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to see you from India. And uh and uh, congratulations for getting onto the Indian premier uh fantasy Premier channel as well.
1: Yeah, Thank
0: you. Thank you. Yeah, I love this. Yeah. You, you want
1: you, you want to take one quick qu- qu- question from Craig from FPL Expectations?
0: Oh, congratulations on your wedding, Craig. Yes, Craig. Yes. Come yes. Ask me.
1: Yeah. You, 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 you're,
0: uh, you're certainly punching over your
1: weight. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Craig's like, I don't care about my marriage. Answer my fantasy question. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Currently, Huang's on his bench. He'll be on my bench as well, mate. Diaz and Rudiger starting Antonio, Tony Bumo, Livermento and Raf. Three, five, two, all good. Juan hmm. on the bench. Diaz and Rudiger start Antonio. Tony Boomo. Livermento. Yep, I think so. Yeah. I yeah, like the sound of that. Yeah. Me too. But no, congratulations, Craig, from all at net that
1: hall. Don't thing. don't bench Diaz.
0: And, and if you don't watch uh, – if you don't go and – I'm going to give his, his channel SPL expectations a shout-out. If you don't go and have a look at them, what are you waiting for? Get across there. They do a really nice deadline stream. Underwatch, yep. get on there and go yep. and catch them. Because they're a good bunch. Joe's on there and a few of the other lads and so a lot of the lads. So not, not divorced yet. That's, that's all right, then. That's a good start. <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, all what right. are we waiting for? It's time to go. Um, As I said, Sean, thank you very much, Gabe. A pleasure as always. Always, Uh, always nice to see you, and uh, I hope you come back on next week. Um, I won't (laughs) be here. That's one reason
1: why you'll be able to come on. Then then I'll be back, Mariner. Then then I'll be back. Put
0: on the spot next
1: week. (laughs) I just want to give a shout out to the people in the chat. Really, just thank them. We we didn't have to ask for any likes, and I love when we don't have to ask. People are just liking it and having a good time. The questions are fantastic. We we got we got a good amount. I don't know. No, that's 30, right. 31. 31 that's watching, not 41, 41 that's, that's, that's likes. Not
0: that's not enough.
1: We have so so just just to, to paint the picture, we have one tenth of the viewers of the live viewers as uh, as the scout cast, for example, and we have the same amount of likes. So the engagement that we get from the haulers is really just that means the world. That's all that matters to us. So net. thank you. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thank you, all you net that haulers. <laughs> <laughs> and we we'll get answer. it and and with that, i am going to go and i was going to say and with that i'm going to go and entertain myself with nappies for two weeks congratulations congratulations (laughs) yeah
1: i'm good luck everything goes
0: everything i'm I'm sure everything will go smoothly but yes i will catch you in a couple of weeks everybody uh but in the meantime what do we say all the very best green arrows please hit the like please hit the subscribe please hit the bell follow me fpl mariner for at and Boy FPL, at FPL Lens. We are net that hall. Thank you very much and good night. Bye-bye. Peace. I will get a prediction out of you one day, Lens. <laughs> I will. I'm serious. I'm getting, it's getting so bad. You know, you're going to have to get off your blooming... You get splinters up your ass you sit on that fence so often. <laughs> I'll see you soon. All the best, haulers. Yeah,
2: Green bye arrows. Bye-bye. Yeah. Good bye. one. Good one. Yeah. I hope I didn't ramble too much, hey, guys?
1: <laughs> you still were <you're> still alive. <laughs> no, no, you didn't. No. <laughs> Cheers.
2: Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.